guys, welcome to Awkward and Black. Back for another one. Starting off with something interesting that I didn't actually think was going to be a topic. I had, but, to bring back my, I had to bring back the screen to see the recording button because I fucking couldn't see it. So I'm like, let me make sure we're on. <laughs> but, okay, no, no, no. This is the topic, okay? So... It's not really a topic. Um, we were just discussing it no, before no, no. we started. Let me, let me, okay, okay. Yeah, we were. We discussed it before we started. It wasn't but actually I decided, a topic. Well, it wasn't a topic. So it was good before we started. And then I said to bring it on the podcast because I think this is a good podcast topic. So let me okay. break this down. So my, um, my friend, my business partner, my old alumni classmate of Sheridan College, Mishu Spencer. People know Mishu Spencer, great guy, great networker. Um, give you the shirt off his back type of guy, help you out. Very innovative man. Um, so we always have these philosophical conversations, me and him. He'll send me a voice note. I'll send him a voice note. He'll send me a theory video. I'll send him one. So he sends me a video yesterday, right? And the video is about the fact that if anybody watched Zeitgeist, it's in that lens, right? So it's about the fact that we as humans did not derive from apes, that it was an alien species that somehow, mind you, the guy in the video, okay, my headphones are messed and I'm sorry about this, people. Give me a second here. Did your headphones just die? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, okay, sorry. Siri just kicked in on my headphones. New headphones, it's a whole issue. Every time I go to fix these headphones, people, I have tiny ears. I have the smallest ears you've ever seen in your life. So every time I go to fix these headphones into my ears, it like activates Siri or some shit, but then every five minutes, I feel like it's gonna fall out. And I just, I just get cheesed. I just get completely cheesed. I feel like I should take this one out and just have this one in. And let me do that right now before I even jump off on this conversation. <laughs> I'm only like wearing one right now anyway. Okay, I'm wearing one. Now let's go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, it wouldn't matter if I can hear you, actually. So, okay. So, okay. So, basically, this is my point on this, okay? So, he sends it to me. Like, it's one of those Zygeist type videos, right? The video is essentially about the fact that we did not come from apes, right? The central part of the video is that there was this... There was this um, alien race that came before us that left intelligent life. And the pyramids are an example of this and Stonehenge and all these things we can't explain. And they dropped us off here and da 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 da, right? So I'm listening to the video. And mind you, I'm a person where it's like, I used to be like, F all this shit, right? But now I'm like, okay, let me see where this is going. So I listen, right? Now to get people to know, I'm not really much a religious person. So I know for a lot of religious people, their goal is straight down the middle. Their God created this and that da 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 and that's it right I, I don't live in that lens so um my thoughts on religion was just that i'm agnostic so i believe there is a higher power i really do whether the higher power is jesus muhammad vishnu whoever whoever it doesn't really bother me i think they're all the same anyways i think we're just killing each other over nonsense but so when it brought up a good point i started thinking so i'm not gonna explain mishu's point because i want to have him on the podcast on a later moment and he can do that i'm just gonna say my point and i want to see what you think about this okay this is what I think, okay, Brittany? Mm-hmm. Because there's a good point about the fact, if we came from apes, why did apes stop evolving? Why did they stop evolving? And hold on, don't say anything yet. Also, all these animals were here before us. That's already known. So why are we the only animals? Why was apes the only animals to evolve? How come crocodiles didn't come out the ooze and evolve into something better? How come, and why are we the only animals that have intelligent life? 
Why are we the only ones that can reason and make decision? Every other animal lives the same shit. Wake up, eat, sleep. Wake up, eat, sleep. Wake up, eat, sleep, die. It's the same shit every day, right? We're the only ones that do things outside the box. We're building communities. We're doing this. They only build communities for our housing for where they are, but wake up, eat, sleep, and that's it, right? So we have free will. Why are the only ones with free will? Why didn't the crocodiles? Why didn't the birds? Why, mind you, the birds that come from dinosaurs, we can use that point. But why didn't any of these animals who were here long before us garner some port of intelligent life the way that apes did? Why are apes the only ones? And why did apes stop evolving, right? So when I thought about that, I came with my own theory. Now I'm admitting it's my own theory. It is not facts, but just hear this POV on this for a second, okay? This is what I think, okay? I think that the earth did come from the Big Bang Theory. I do believe in science. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I think because science has murdered religion and that's why people who still believe, I kind of look at crazy, but to each his own, as I said. But I think the Big Bang Theory happened and I think that's how planets are naturally born. You know, collide, mix up the matter, make the planet, da 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 da, da. And I think over time you make trees and you make wilderness and you make snow and you make all the different things that make the planet work, right? Well, it all comes from the sky, but you know what I mean? I get mm -hmm. all that. We're on the same page on all that, right? This is my thing now, right? This is why I differ, okay? Now, I think that bacteria naturally comes out the planet and creates animals, whether those animals are bugs, whether those animals are amphibians, whether those animals are mammals, that's how it works. Okay. And that's what's been proven over time, right? We, we mm -hmm. can all agree that's how it works. So, so far we're on the same page here. Now, I think that each planet out there, when you go there, they have their own indigenous natural life. They have their own, mind you, I haven't got to humans yet, but each planet has their own animals that exist in water or on land or in the sky. They may be different than ours, they may be bigger, they may be smaller. They may have a completely different genetic makeup because the genetic makeup comes from the planet because these animals come from the bacteria in the planet, right? So every, 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 every planet has their own indigenous animal population, right? From mm -hmm. insects to birds to, to lions and wolves and tigers and bears. Now, humans is diversely different from all these other animals right so i think that if we were to ever go to a planet we would mm -hmm. see their indigenous animal population there but there would be no intelligent life because it doesn't make sense for the ecosystem the ecosystem of the planet created all these things then it created mm -hmm. the animals the animals eat things on the planet put it back in the planet and the ecosystem works humans or intelligent life fuck up the ecosystem because we want to change it. We want to alter it. We want to do things that are not natural to it, right? So I think that Earth had, if Earth was here, you had the animals that you had here for eons who would just kill each other, die and grow back. And that was the whole concept. And then I kind of started to open up to this. What if someone did come here and plant an intelligent race and that was us? And what if that person did that in a bunch of other planets? And those intelligent races are the ones that eventually rose up, domesticated the other animals, conquered them, then conquered each other, and then eventually got to a point of enlightenment that we just haven't got to yet. You know what I mean? And then if they're really advanced, they can go to other planets and see the other intelligent life forms who are like their cousin of the planets. These intelligent life forms don't have to look like us. I know Hollywood has everybody looking like humanoid versions of aliens. They could like whatever, right? But what I'm saying is, I kind of like the way this concept is going and I just want to work with it. How do you feel? You like it, eh? I, it makes sense, don't it? No, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't make sense, but I actually am just going to say that I don't understand why if we 
why can't it be that we evolved from apes, but it was only a mutation that only happened in a select few apes that actually mutated and created human life. But if it's a mutation, that's not but the way the, mutation. Mutation take over everybody. What if it, so everybody no, but what it. if it's only why one particular evolving? thing? Where what? What if it was just only one singular group that actually mutated? That could also be. And how? Thing. And wh where would the mutation have come from? From this segment well, of apes. Well, assuming it's, I'm thinking that it's either it. based off of just like how things evolve, and this particular group evolved and mutated. But Listen, I believe thing. I if believe that there's intelligent animal life. that's evolved. It's the whole animal know, that's saying, evolved. I believe not just I believe that there's intelligent life. I don't. I do not believe that we as humans on planet Earth can be the only things that exist in this entire universe. The universe is too big for that. I agree. With That's you. also very you. obnoxious to think that I'm a human. I'm so great. <laughs> no. That's the way <laughs> like, humans think. But yeah, what yeah. I'm humans. saying it's obnoxious to think. I don't think that we can be the only ones. We cannot be the only one. The universe is so damn big. That's impossible. I don't actually. I think that there has to be something else out there because I. I think it's obnoxious to think that I'm so great because I'm a human. Of course, no. But yes. When I used to think about apes, I used to wonder why why apes still existed if we evolved from them. And I thought maybe there was a certain group of apes who just had a mutation and they evolved and left that group. And instead of them being apes, they became humans. Also, too, by the way, when you said crocodiles and stuff like that, those are actually prehistoric animals. So, no, I know crocodiles. And birds are <laughs> animals. I, I, I said that too. I said that too. I was like, I was like, I'm going to mention birds. or birds are dinosaurs. I knew someone yeah. was going to bring. So when you said crocodiles, you I, I was like, ah, they're prehistoric, my friend. Yeah, but if but you look at it, the crocodiles, well, not the croc, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't, it's hard for me, I hear your point, I hear your point, I'm not disagreeing with it. It's just hard for me to believe that a genetic mutation only happened to like one family of apes, but not the rest. Because if you look at all species of animals, once the mutation happens, but wait, isn't that possible? You, if like, you for think for instance, that, all but the if you think intelligent life birds, came from somewhere else, else, who says that they're not the ones who generated the mutation if they're supposed to be so amazing? If they can create intelligent life, that means that they can alter a genetic makeup. So hold on. Are you saying that the intelligent life came down here and found a family of apes and genetically mutated them as the new Maybe. life form and then left? And then that Maybe they said that they can actually mutate them because they looked at the features that they had, like their hands and all these different things and said, hey, these are similar to the other humanoids that we've created, so why not? That's also a possibility. So we're so so we're mixing both of our theories together here, is what you're saying. Not to mention I like to believe that I could be an X-Men, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I would like to be an X. If you could be an X Man, who would you be though? I'd be Storm, obviously. Oh god. I, I just I just hated the way Storm would always get fatigued after every five seconds. Which doesn't make any sense because she's a high level ranking mute, which never made any sense. I feel like she was just written very, very, very poorly because she controls the goddamn weather. That's pretty damn cool. What when I was a kid, I wouldn't like mind kid, I, I wouldn't mind Rogue. Me. I just don't I just don't want the part of Rogue where you touch people and they die. <laughs> I don't want Rogue, but life because Rogue had super strength like, and she could fly. Like, that's cool. That that's the thing. And then it's like I want to be Wolverine as a kid, but I was just like, oh, I really want these claws coming out my hands every five seconds, bro. Because like, apparently it hurts that. every time it comes I out, regardless. I also hurts. would not want to be Jean Grey because of the whole Phoenix situation. <laughs> I don't need to go crazy. See, I don't want to be Professor X. I don't want to be in a wheelchair. I don't want yeah, to be but that, that was a mistake. He ended up in the wheelchair. Who says you'd be in the wheelchair? You'd be one of the most powerful mutants because Professor X is one of the most powerful telekinesis that existed. Yeah, I don't want to be. We totally went off topic I, from I, I, I think, I think, I think you have to take everything. But I would say, people gave me for this, but I think I would be Cyclops. I think Cyclops is the most vanilla, boring character in the X-Men. But he it's is. like, I can just shoot you with these powerful lasers. That's it. I, I don't I don't got to say nothing to you. I just put my glasses down and just... 
Choo choo, and that's it. It's beautiful shit. I don't know, man. I be Cyclops. I'm gonna be honest with you. It sounds fucked up. Like I love. I want. I want to be Storm with Rogue Strength. No, you can't do that. You can't mix. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can do whatever I want in the multiverse. What? Okay, well, if that's the case, and I want to be Professor X, but just not in the wheelchair, then. And I want to have. I had said that already. I said you can still be Professor X without the wheelchair. You could be a you because Jean no, Grey is a, I want to be Jean Grey without the crazy, and then I want without the, the Phoenix. Yeah, I just said that. I said I would love to be Jean Grey. No, 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 no. I want to be Jean Grey. I want to be Jean Grey with the Phoenix, but I want to be able to control the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Control Jean Grey. I still want to be Storm with Rogue Strength. So I want to be able to fly, change the weather, but I want to be like super strong. That'd be rad. I don't know if I want to hear people's thoughts. I think that would drive me mad. <laughs> I want to. I want to. That way I know I know what to do. But okay. But guys, we have we have not been here for two weeks. Okay. And we oh. have a rundown of shit that Hold has on. happened, which let's I like know. how you're given the timestamp of like two weeks. But that we do it we, we film every other two weeks and a rundown of shit has happened to the point where I'm looking at it and I'm like, the world is getting yeah. more fucked. It's, yeah, but it's when, not the, when we like, first started the show, we used to get one or two things. This is a rundown. So, okay, let's just start right off the top because we didn't get into this on the last episode. I think on oh, the last what? episode, this video dropped like a week before we were able to really get into it. I think that's why the video dropped like a week before or something. But let's get into this little Nas X. Montero. Now, I didn't know Montero was Little Nas X's name. I think that's his first name or last name or something. Somebody was saying that his name, but so Little Nas X drops mm-hmm. the video Montero. The video to me is a satirical. You know, he's whining on the devil. You know, throwing it back to the devil. I think it's funny. Uh, very, 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 very. I, I, I thought it was he was just making. Okay, well, I actually have a, I have a perspective on this, but I'll get that after. But he drops the video Montero. Everybody in society goes absolutely crazy, you know. Especially the religious folk, they go absolutely bonkers. Which I always find the hypocrisy always kills me over there. But I'll get to that. And then he comes out with his collaboration, not with Nike, but a company that he's with that took the Nike and put blood in it. And I'm sure it's not blood. I know the internet likes to make people think this. I'm sure it's just red dye, but whatever. So they put blood in the shoe and it's supposed to be the devil's shoe for the devil video and the whole Yeah, because it has 666 and 666 are made. Yeah, 666 is somehow we just... We just equate that to the devil because it was written somewhere in the Bible years ago. So now the number six is just horrible for some reason. Well, but, no, triple six is, um, is is terrible. Not one singular six. It has to be all three. I'll let you go first. How do you feel about the whole thing? Which part? Uh, let's start with the video first. Let's talk about the video first. Oh, I laughed when I watched the video. I was like, okay. You thought it was spicy? I was like, okay, get on with you, my wild self. Especially when he like does the splits and stuff. And I was like, damn. <laughs> that was spicy as I was shit. like, okay. I watched I was it like, once and it was spicy. I only spicy. watched it once and I said, okay. I was like, look at you. Okay. Like, I didn't really have like any particular crazy feelings towards it. Well, I was, I thought I it was interesting. It. And I thought that he was just like living his best, I don't know. Is he gay or queer or whatever it is? His he's gay, his, he's gay, he's gay. He came out as gay, gay last year. Whatever, his great queer, whatever lifestyle. He's living the moment. He's enjoying himself. That's what I thought. I thought the shoe collaboration was absolutely hilarious just because I didn't really understand the significance as to why, but people bought See, the shoes and they sold out apparently or something like that. 
I watched it, the video, and when I watched it, I was like, okay, I've seen this before. This is Marilyn Manson. And this You're is why I, point, I hate though. this generation. And no, no, I, 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 I'm going to get that. I'm going to get there. This is why I hate this generation, because I feel like we put these things, like the same thing with the WAP, right? I'm like, it's WAP. Didn't we do the same thing for that, um, what was that little Kim, Christina Aguilera, Mama Lada? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Like, Moulin Rouge song. Like, it's not the first time I've seen this shit. It's like, this is Marilyn Manson. I, when me and you were in the late 90s, early 2000s, we were in middle school or beginning of high school, and Marilyn Manson was popular. Marilyn Manson used to be in black fucking silk leather, dancing on the devil, popping his cooch, looking like, like, come on, this this is this is nothing new. It was a lot I of shock think, value. I think it's, I think, I think it's something new for hip hop. And- Okay, yeah. But when, when I was, when I was watching it, what it seemed like to me when I watched it was pretty obvious is the fact that Lil Nas X came out with, what was it, Old Town Road, and he was ridiculed by 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 the country fans because he wasn't an official country artist making the music. Yeah, but and didn't then, he have Billy you know, Ray Cyrus on it at some point? Yeah, I was to say that. And then Miley Cyrus' dad jumped on it, and he said, no, we're fighting against this, and Black people are all for it. Then he came out as gay. And, you know, the Black community, some Black people the Black community decided to kind of back away from him once he was gay because the I Black community and um, hip-hop is still homophobic as shit. Yeah, like, I feel like Frank Ocean... It's kind of getting a pass because he's R&B, but in hip-hop-esque things, it's still taboo. So that happened. Then following after that, um, Little Nas X decides to put out this video where he's twerking on the devil and people are mad at him. People don't see this. Little Nas X is the best and biggest troll since 50 Cent. And I enjoy the trolling. But 50 Cent is when I watch the video, trolling. it seems like he was literally talking to the people in the religious community and in the uh, black community and hip hop community who were chastising him. He starts off in heaven in the video. Then he ends up going down to, I guess, earth. And then it, if you see the lyrics, people are still damn damning him, right? Like, oh, you're going to hell because you're gay. So he says, okay, fuck it. I'm gonna go to hell because I'm gay. And he goes to hell and he drops it on the devil. So he basically is doing the most, right? But then at the yeah. end of it, he kills the devil and becomes the devil himself, basically saying, if you're calling me the devil, then I'll be the devil. Yeah. And if gay people are going to hell, then okay, here. Do, do, do you know what we're doing in hell? He gave us a visual. Gay people are twerking on the devil in hell. That's what we're doing in They're hell. They're having a twerking great party is what he's trying to say. That basically, right? So it's like, he's basically saying, F y'all, I'm gonna go to hell anyway, so these nuts, right? So I watched it, I was like, okay, did I think the twerking was a bit spicy? It was, but it's not for me, but... I like the message. I can't even do that. Right? Watching it, I was like, that's impressive. <laughs> I had something coming, but I'll leave it. But so, so, and then and then I'm sitting there and then I see him come out with the Nike collab shoes with the quotations blood in it. People people just but it wasn't and it was not a Nike this, collaboration. Of course it's not. Yes, it wasn't. And of course it's not blood either, right? And then I, I think see it was this just, outrage. I think that was put in there just for the promotion to get people to want to buy the shoes is based off of the music video. Of course, so it was the hype of, of that, that kind of, of like curve. Of course. And it worked. And then I see this outrage from the religious community and the Christian community and one in the same as well. And I sit there and I'm just like, first of all, his gay people who feel like they're oppressed, who feel like this is somebody who's a symbol for them. They do this with Lady Gaga. They did this with Madonna. They did this. This is him. It's his turn. And let him have that space. Someone needs to live in that space every generation. Let him, he has that space. He's the gay guy who's going to take it to the miles and represent for the community. Let him have mm -hmm. that space. We, like I said, we've had this before. 
There's nothing yeah. new. People are gonna stop overreacting. But I do think this is new for the black community. Like I've seen, um, oh well, hip, hip hop specifically. I've seen Joyner Lucas come out and be like, I can't believe you did this. My kids watch you. And I love little Nas's ex's response. He's like, Old Town Road was about cheating and was about cheating on your partner and having sex. Why did you let your kids watch that? And then he's had nothing to say because it's just like, because it had a jingle to it. And I, I think a lot of people think that he's a like a kid performer, like the way Miley Cyrus or Justin Bieber once was or whatever, Aaron Carter. But really, he's not. Your kids, he's just, just a crazy hook and the kids liked it. You got to admit, his comeback is sweet for the people who've criticized him online. Oh, I when he has a, oh, when he comes back with it. such like singular points that you're like, all right, that'll shut anyone down. I actually like it. I like that he defends himself in a way where like he's not even being argumentative. Mm. He just tells you exactly what it is. And I actually, I like that about mm -hmm. him. I he's actually have Old Tyrone on my business. on my phone. I actually I actually like the song. Uh, I don't I don't care for the song, but like I like the statement. Anything that pisses people off shakes up the establishment. You know I love that shit. So I'm not mad at any of this. And the Christian people who are coming out and saying, oh da 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 da, I'm like, but bro, he went to heaven. He got kicked out. Isn't that what you guys said that happens? Then he goes to hell, then he yeah, dies. Yeah, they're not looking he at it like to... that. They want to criticize him regardless because the fact that's the whole power of using, of sometimes using religion Christ. in a way to demonize people. But then when the people actually accept being demonized, you just keep ridiculing them, which doesn't make any sense. You know what I find weird about doesn't it like people, it's like a, it's like a never ending the... fight of stupidity because you're like okay if you're going yeah. to say that I am this person that you're going to say that I'm going to go to hell or that I am or I'm, I'm being demonized but then I embrace that and then you get mad that I embrace you already said I was man like so what is the difference yeah he gave some you what of you the wanted. some of the videos that I saw like people there are some people who are releasing because I don't actually have TikTok I refuse um, but you know how people post like TikToks on Instagram and then you can too. watch them so there yeah, are some yeah, people who are on there and. There are some people who are either Christian or Catholic or whatever it is. They are posting videos saying that I, they weren't going to let Little Nas take them to hell and all these. And I said, but what? Like they made a huge thing. I actually said to him, I started laughing. So I said, you know what? This is the perfect marketing because everybody's talking about it. So who's really winning? He was. Because everybody was talking about his music video, these shoes. He won. Because yep. and so the funny thing is, sold, you want to say sold out all the shoes, all six hundred and sixty-six pairs. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to talk about somebody and do that to them, right, and then you continuously talk about them, but you're saying, oh, they're this and they're that, you're keeping their name in the media, you're keeping them in this whole cycle of trend, you're keeping them up, and people are talking about it, which means that they are going to gain the notoriety from it anyway. If you're really that mad, why are you still talking about it for? If it really upsets you that much, why no, are you talking you know, about it? So? You need a you need to have a class about um. Just saying. How not to give in to a troll. And this, this wouldn't happen. People just give like, in. It's like, people are- If it bothers like, you, know, you that I, much, I hope his whole career is based it? off this. I hope every five seconds he puts out something, something just more, more um, salacious. Oh, I was saying salacious. Yes, it's like salacious and stuff like that. I, I said infalacious, so it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> I just didn't get it. The, the one thing I don't get about Christian people, and we talked about this on the last episode with Derek Jackson, it's like, they are so quick to ridicule everybody, every single person. It's like, they're there with that, with that Christian judgment. But the moment it's one of their own, oh God. It's fine. And as soon as they mind. say like, as soon as they say like, oh, I submit to Jesus. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It reminds me of the, the gay guy. Remember the gay guy back in the day? He was a meme and like he, um, Which one? he came out as he so he was already gay. Yeah. And then he was he was at his church and he was getting prayed over 
And after he got prayed over, he came on the mic and he's like, I'm not gay. I don't like men's no more. Okay, 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 okay. I remember that. And all the Christian people were like, yeah. Yes, yeah. And, he, and he, even when you see him now in interviews, like, you're still gay, bro. Still gay. Like, just, just admit you're gay. You don't have to do this. So, you're gay. Listen, man. But yeah. So- <laughs> I just want, I want to say this real quick because I think this is actually quite funny. I don't know if you actually know this. So, well, you know what I'm about to talk about. So the queen's husband died and, um, wow. (laughs) I didn't think you were going to clap, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because one, he he was 99. Like he lived a very long life. Lived a long, horrible life. But the thing I found funny is that he actually died on like the morning of April 9th. And the reason why I find this funny, even though this is sound terrible, is he died on his son's Prince Charles wedding anniversary to Camilla Parker Bowles. I don't know why I'm laughing. He he died on the day of his son's wedding anniversary. And it's and, and it's um it's noted that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. He never approved of Camilla from the time that Charles was with her when he was younger to when he was cheating on Diana with her and even when they got married. So I said, wow, he got sweet revenge by dying on their wedding anniversary because for the rest of his natural life, it will always be bittersweet. And I thought that was funny. It comes to Prince Philip dying. Um, First of all, I don't give a shit. Uh, second I just of want all, to say the tidbit about the anniversary. Um, you don't find that funny? No, 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 no. I no, I understand. I do find it funny. I That's do find ironic. It ironically hilarious. That's what I'm saying. It's ironically he's funny. From be- he basically stink meaner, and I understand. You go from beyond <laughs> the grave, you got to do. Stink meaner's funny. I'll say this about uh Philip. Um, you already know how I feel about the royal family. Yeah, I, know. So I don't have to go into any of that. But um, yeah, yeah, his ass is dead. His ass is dead. I liked the fact that the day he died. He lost the internet to DMX's death. And I know that may sound fucked up right now. I'm not celebrating yeah. DMX's death and I'm about to get into that. But I like the fact that people care more about DMX than they cared about Prince Philip. And what Agreed. that showed me is that the influence of like this whole this whole world that existed years ago that certain countries have still upheld of these people who were once basically ordained by God or the people thought they were ordained by God. So therefore their offspring has been kept in luxury and wealth and prominence for hundreds of years because they were once ordained by God. And I'm not just sitting on the English empire for this. There's a lot of African empires that do this. There's a lot of Asian empires that do this. Any, any, anybody in an empire who puts somebody on a pedestal because their ancestors were thought to be ordained by God, I think makes sense. So I think it goes across the board for everywhere, right? But the fact that like, as much as I hate celebrity culture, the fact that somebody who actually produced something positive for the world in terms of music, somebody who produced platinum albums, somebody, somebody who produced music that made that touch people, that made them feel a certain way, that made them garner a certain emotion, somebody who was the first hip hop artist ever to talk about mental illness. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Somebody who had a unique voice and a yeah. unique sound. To this day, there's no one that has a voice like that. That that raspy baritone. Like the only person even close would be like Jeezy. Yeah, yeah. There's and even that is not even the same because you don't got the aggression with the raspy yeah, DMX, tone. DMX and when is you hear icon. him talk, he talks he's, the he's same way he is. He's like a caricature of himself, which is great. 
but somebody who actually left something to society that's tangible, music, was celebrated more than somebody who did nothing to society. This person yeah. was just was just noted by society because, like I said, his great 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 grandfather was supposedly destined by God. So he was just noted by society forever. He's contributed nothing to society. When he was born, his family was still pillaging, raising people. So he was definitely a part of that. And he has done nothing to better society, but just came out and waved once in a while and said, "Hey." My family's still around, right? And I'm happy to see that we've come to a point in our society where we no longer hold up these people who are so-called ordained by God, except for the Pope. It'll take some time. But I'm happy that we've reached that point in society where we don't do that anymore. And now we're holding up people who have contributed to society, at least something. I know people hate celebrity culture, but I can look at someone like a Steve Jobs or a DMX and say, okay, they've contributed something to society. The music yeah. has touched something. The what, what Steve Jobs has created has contributed. The technology something. was this like nigga, what he created this nigga was amazing. Contribute jack shit. No, I'm agreeing with you. I think the thing that's the most interesting is I remember when I when I saw them when they find when they released like a statement. I was looking for something and it said that like he had died. And I remember telling you. And then I act, I, I didn't care. <laughs> and I said to you, the only people who really should care are his actual family, because that's different. Those are his, that's his family. Yep. It's completely separate, but I do not care. Yep. And then as I was looking at it, I realized that like the media machine, no one really, like from, from what I could see from my timeline. So I'm not talking about everyone else from my timeline. No one cared. Everyone cared about DMX and people were just posting. Thank you about DMX and talking about the songs that they remember. And I remember the first time I heard a DMX CD, I'm pretty sure it was my brother's. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, he had it. And I remember thinking that was so cool. And I remember just like Rough Riders and like wanting like all this stuff of like memories. And I was like, this is so much cooler because you get to hear these people's stories about the way that either his, where they remember hearing their first DMX song or going to seeing him live or the influence yep. that they had or people posting when he had done acting gigs and talking about the things that he did in those shows and movies and all these different things. And that completely overpowered my timeline. And I loved seeing that because it was cool Beautiful. to see the cultural impact that he has given because he is an icon and it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. There was negative stuff that came out about him, which was very, very disgusting. I personally found, and I was like, really, really, we're going to, we're really going to do this. But I, I will say but this. I like the, the good fact... outweighed the negative completely. Yeah. I, I like the fact that the internet, most of what I saw was positive. I didn't really see the negative stuff and I'm going to get to it in a second, but most of what I seen was positive. Um, we grew up with DMX. When DMX came out, it was 98. I was nine. You, you you know, you were 10. We grew up with DMX. And it was just like, actually, you know, it was a 96, 97. I think it was a bit before that. Because when I first heard when I first heard his song, my brother had it. I didn't have it. I think it was 97, 98. But I remember the Rough Riders anthem. And I was in the fifth grade. And it was just, and you hear that Swiss beats coming? Stop. Drop. So it's just like, I think I think the best DMX the best DMX verse oh. to me ever, ever, was just Sorry. him saying <laughs> girls' names. Um, that was on that Cisco song. Because you have to remember, there's only been two artists that I can think of in hip-hop who their innotation and their diction and their flow is that nice that they don't even have to be saying anything complicated. I'm going to give you the first person. 
who said a line to this day, which is so classic and so simple, but it's just because of his diction and innotation. One, two, three, into the foe. Like, who has said that? And that's, that's Snoop. Like, Snoop Dogg said that classic line years ago. And it's just and everybody like, does it. so simplistic. One, two, three, into the foe. But it's just a flow. And then yeah. Snoop Dogg to come out. I remember when I was in school. And this is what we used to do. There was two things we used to do. There was, um, I noticed my generation is like this. If you get anybody from my generation, and we used to be drunk coming home from clubs, if the, if the Cardinal official song Bacardi Slang came on, you <laughs> literally try to rap each verse. But that's more of a Toronto thing. But when it came to DMX, especially when we were kids, we used to try to get all the girls' names right. It was that song and uh, the mumble number five. You yeah. Try to get all the girls' names right. And it was just like, I just never go. <laughs> Yo, it's just like, and the, and the, even the movies, like, like Exit Wounds, and then the one with Aaliyah and Jet Li, and just like, Especially at that time when there wasn't a lot of artists doing movies, right? So just I'm not saying he pioneered. Oh yeah, that Romeo must die before him. But um, but no, DMX had a great career. Yes, there was parts of his career that weren't as great. But I like the fact that DMX, DMX is one of the few people who was himself in front of the camera and behind the camera. But most he was people, open about the struggles that he actually was experiencing. Was but he was also open about his struggles, and, which was like, which is refreshing and new. Yes, and and the last the last couple of years. That's what we have seen. But I'm glad that the videos I saw people posting were not of the last couple of years or the first couple yeah. of years. Because last couple of years, he was on Ivana Save My Life and he was crying about his children and his his addiction to crack. And he talked about how many different things. And you can see how the drugs and alcohol has affected him. You can see it. He's not the same person, right? Well, he's become a different person, but it has affected him. But he's always kept his spirituality. I may not be somebody who's very spiritual, but I like when DMX prays, to be honest. He's made the most classic Christmas remix that we ever have in our lifetime. But like I said, I didn't see any negativity online. But when I saw the donkey of the day about the Sarah Pissner of the New York Post, who yeah. decided to write an article about all the properties DMX has lost. And she wrote this, like, because I think it was... There was one day where people were just saying that he was dead, and then his manager came out and said no, and then by the end of the next day, he was dead. But the yeah. fact that she dropped that article when he was in the hospital, I know he was originally there because he had, a, um, I think it was a heart attack or a stroke due to an overdose, and then while he was in the hospital, he caught COVID. And But the fact that, like, it's like, but I think we've gotten to a point in society where this is normal. It's like, instead of letting the dead rest, or instead of letting the family grieve, it's like, we're so quick. Like, who's the first person to say DMX is dead? Yep, yep. Right? Instead, instead of let's go check, right? And I'm and like, how, half the world got embarrassed the night before because they all did that. And then it's like, who's the first person to come out with an article that relates to DMX's life? And I was like, come on, man. Like, it's it's distasteful. But we live in a journalistic world where everything is distasteful, so it's nothing new, right? Um, I'm not even shocked by it, to be honest. I expect it to happen. I expect more people to villainize DMX in articles or posts or documentaries if they want to, right? People can make free range. I will say, I think that DMX has an interesting, iconic story from growing up in Yonkers to being homeless at a young age to living with dogs to having one of his elders put him on to, to, to crack to being addicted to crack, to going to jail, to rapping in a jail cell, to coming out and getting signed, to literally having the whole Rough Riders movement, to being one of the biggest selling artists at the time. And it was, he has a huge story. And I do not want lifetime. I do not want lifetime to do this documentary. 
every time Lifetime was does one of these made for TV documentaries, it They're ends terrible. up being completely trash. Yeah, the you terrible. You have Aaliyah, the, the TLC, it goes on. I know that Lifetime will because they, you can make a documentary with anybody on Lifetime and you can't get sued for it because it is what it is. And I know that Lifetime will want that cash grab. So I'm pretty sure that's going to come out in the next two years and it's going to be trash. But I hope that his family, Swiss Beats and the Rough Rider organized, people that actually know him. I hope they decide yeah. to come out and do like a proper epic movie. I hope they do good casting because I think like on the level of NWA, on the level of NWA, on the level of when BT did the New Edition movie, because I think those two to me are the top. The New Edition TV movie that they did four episodes and Strata Compton, and I think that they can do something on that level. They always mess it up when they do Tupac. They always mess it up when they do Biggie. They can find somebody who looks like uh, DMX. They can do this properly. I just think they need to take their time. It might not come out until 2025 plus. That's fine. Take your time. There's no rush. But I would rather see a nice theatrical release, maybe on yes. one of these platforms, because movies are kind of done, than to see li- li- uh, Lifetime fucking up. No, I completely no agree. Fun. It was like when I watched Jared of Compton, I saw the guy who played Easy e I thought I was looking at Easy. <laughs> He looks so much like yeah. him. <laughs> and of course, Ice Cube's son yeah. was in it. But like, it was amazing casting, great acting, and, produ- production, everything. So it's, I would love to see that same level be applied to DMX's story. Because he deserves that. And a, test, and a testament to that movie is nobody in that movie was a star. Yes. Until after that movie. Now Ice Cube's son is on movies. The guy that was playing Easy E was on The Shy, and then he had his whole like allegations. I don't know where he's at now, but he was getting roles. The guy who was playing Dr. Dre, we've seen him in two movies. Yeah. Everyone's kind of getting on from that. And that's a testament to how good that movie was. Right. Yeah. So and I think they have a chance to do that. And I just I'm afraid because I don't want to see that messed up. But yeah. Speaking of movies. Wait, no, no, before you get to that, before you get to movies, <sighs> just saying this, this is just something that I we we have to say about what Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing. Mm. They are purchasing DMX's masters for like $10 million from what we saw. And they're going to give it to his 17 kids for free, apparently. Like they're purchasing this man's masters and that's it's going to be like, here, this is your dad's music. That's, that's, that's amazing. And because I know the way that black Twitter works and the hip hop community will work, somebody will find mm-hmm. some way to villainize this. And I'm just like, you have to understand. Okay. For Beyonce and Jay-Z to take $10 million and purchase DMX's masters, they don't have to do that shit. And then for them to give it to DMX's kids for free, they don't have to do that shit. That's honorable shit. Yeah. I may I may have my quirk sometimes about more. Meh, I'm not really a Beyonce fan, so I have you know. I'm not really a Beyonce fan. I don't hate you know what? No, let, let, let me let me correct this. I don't actually hate Beyonce because I have nothing bad to say about Beyonce. I hate Beyonce fans. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not. A fa- I'm but I'm right not really now, a fan I do of not Beyonce. Hate Beyonce, and I'm actually a Jay Z fan. No, I, I know you I are. I was just gonna. Is Beyonce fans? They're scary people. You want to hate Beyonce? But they're scary people. Here's they the thing: I don't hate Beyonce. Beyonce. I, I do not hate Beyonce, but I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I actually don't have any of her albums. Like I know her like top ten songs, obviously, because they play all the time. But like I'm not. Mm. I'm not out here like, oh, I want to do this. Like I'm. I, I don't do that personally. I, I do I think that she is a great performer? Yes. Do I think that she's a good artist? Yes. I just I've never really been drawn to her like that. But it's not because I hate her or anything. Okay. <laughs> I've I've never I've never had a Beyonce album, but I did have two Destiny Child's album writings on the I, wall. I am a fan of Destiny Child. I had that. And you have to remember back in the day when they had prescription almost oh, like prescription, Jesus. Parental advisory. Parent advisory stickers on shit. 
your parents weren't buying that shit, bro. So yeah. when I used to go and I said I wanted like Nelly or something, they were like, no. And they would pick up like, so I had an Ashanti album, the first one. I had two Destiny's Child's albums. I think the first rap album, like, I think the only rap album anybody ever bought for me was like the first Nelly album. Then after that, I was like 12 years old and I was doing the newspapers. And that's mm-hmm. when I used to go and get my own album. So then I was a big Common fan back then. So I got like Finding Forever, B, whatever, whatever. But the point is, yes, good for them. I'm happy they did this. This is beautiful. Um, they don't have to do it. So because I know someone's going to come out and say, oh, they should do this for every artist. They should buy Nipsey's. They should buy these these little trap artists that have one song before they die. <laughs> they should buy everybody's shit. No, buying an no, entire no, no, catalog no. of somebody who was an icon in a generation, no, 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 that no, way no. the masters don't Thank just stay with the you. label and they make Thank money off you. it. No, let his children have... The, let his children see his entire repertoire be theirs. His kids, his it lasts kids forever. forever. They'll never go broke. Because Literally, they can actually hear, license DMX, his DMX, music to be used. Yes. And from what I hear, like, usually when it comes to hip-hop, a lot of these artists flander on, on their money, and I've heard DMX has done that. So in order to keep his family afloat so they don't have to live broke, you give them the masters. So Yeah, because then they can license the masters to be used, and they can make money from that. They make residual income. Exactly. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to use DMX now that he's dead um, in every... Um, it's coming. It's coming. I, I think know. I had an argument about this just before we jump off this. Yeah. Uh, in another uh, WhatsApp group I have with my boy, it's a hip-hop argument, but... Because in hip-hop, and you may not know, so in hip-hop, people have, like, a schedule top four or at least top five. Mm-hmm. That, like, mind you, it's not everyone's personal numbers. Okay. But, like, the thing, the thing to say that nobody will, like, question you is if you just say Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie, Puck. And I'm sure it's the same thing in rock music and all music. Like, people's personal top five may be somebody different, but everybody, just just to be okay, Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Puck. That's it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's okay with it, right? And I guess I was asking the question in the group, like, do I do you think that DMX, because prior to DMX being dead, DMX was never in anyone's top five or top ten. Maybe eight to about twenty people might have DMX there, selected of who you're talking to, region, or what's their taste in rap music. Mm-hmm. But never never top five or never really top ten. But sometimes you might get eight to, to twenty. But I wonder if DMX, because hip-hop has a way of like celebrating you even more after you die and then taking your music and putting it into like a whole different platform it doesn't deserve to yeah. be. So a lot of people get mad that Lauren Hill has had one album. But we still put Lauren Hill in this regard of like the best artist, and everyone's like, okay, she had one album, and I get it. I love Lauren Hill's Miseducation, but I also understand the argument of Lauren Hill had one album. We need to relax, and a lot of people do this for a lot of artists. Biggie had two albums, and I've said I've said on record that I think Jay Z is a better artist than Biggie, but people will still hold Biggie in high regard, even though he only had two albums. Now, DMX has had six albums. DMX has had a whole career. But I guess I'm wondering if people will now do what they did to Nipsey to DMX. And Mm. that means take DMX from where he was and be like, he was the greatest. He was one of the top five rappers of all time. Or he was one of the top 10 rappers of all time. Ignoring rappers that might have been better than DMX. Because if you look at Nipsey Hussle, nobody knew who the hell Nipsey Hussle was except for people who listened to Nipsey Hussle specifically or people who were really into gangster rap or people who were really into LA rap or people who knew of Nipsey Hussle because he was on their 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 artist they loves track, or people who are just real hip hop fans. Agreed. Agreed. Outside of that, Nipsey Hussle. And the moment he died, all of his interviews, which are very captivating because he's a very intelligent guy, 
those started going all over the place and everyone's like, I love Nipsey Hustle and you saw a bunch of fake love. I know a lot of people yeah. in hip hop didn't respect that, right? But then again, I didn't know you, who Nipsey Hustle was until he his... died and you sent me interviews okay. and I said, wow, he was a very intelligent person, but I can never speak to being a fan of his. But the way that he, the way that he just spoke in interviews, I was like, wow. Before Nipsey Hustle died, I had two tracks. I had True Story and I had another track that I liked, Glad in All My Life. Glad in My Life? I don't got a lot. But it's just like, and I get it. I get it. And like, mind you, I'm not mad at it because Nipsey Hustle is getting more money and his kids are getting more money. So live, live your life, do you? I'm not mad at it. Like, definitely support. But I'm wondering if we're going to take DMX because he's been around and has such a large And put him on the same pedestal? And be like, not on the same. I think, I think his pedestal should be higher than Nipsey's in terms of musicality, not in terms of who he is as a person. But I don't want them to be like, DMX was the best rapper of all time. I'm going to be like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, but you know that that may time. happen. People are not really going to keep it honest. You know that. That's how that's how it works in today's society. So it shouldn't be all that surprising or shocking. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but speaking of uh, movie um, trailers here, so there was a couple of them, right? And let's. I want to get on Space Jam because I've been waiting for this since I was a kid. Space Jam is one that was was a movie that I. This is back when you used to watch movies all day long because you owned the DVD. I used to love Space, Space Jam. Or you used to rent it from Blockbuster. Space Jam and Lion King were probably the two movies that I watched all the time in Aladdin. I absolutely love Space Jam. I was a WB Looney Tunes kid. Yeah. And when Michael Jordan was a part of that, I absolutely loved it. This one, they've been prepping it for years. LeBron James, I saw the trailer. The trailer looks clean. The animation looks yeah. good. I'm ready to watch it. It's all going to be about the story and how it goes. Uh, from what I understand, he's like saving his son. So he goes into Toon World and he plays and he plays against the Monstars again. But I like something different. I like the fact that I like the WB has expanded their universe. So yes. before it was just the Looney Tunes. Then it gets a WB universe, right? And you saw people, you're like, oh, he's in it, he's in it. And WB universe is huge. You got Street Fighter in it. You got a bunch of things in it, right? So I'm wondering, to be honest, I think I'm going into this, watching this more for like, who's the characters I'm going to see more than the actual basketball game on LeBron James. I, I honestly feel like I'm going I'm into watching it, watching it for it the more. nostalgia because I loved Space Jam. So I just want to see yes. all the characters that I saw as a that kid. Too. And I, I literally am watching it for nostalgia reasons. But I want to see who else is it. Like, That's what I'm saying. I want to see it for the characters, watched... but I want to know who else is going to be in it. I'm just like, this is exciting. Agreed. Oh, you're going to say Ready Player One, aren't you? Yes. That's what we're buying Ready Player One. I'm going to Ready Player One all over again. I was like, you're, you're talking about because we saw the Martian like, oh, Ready Player One. Remember that when we saw the Martian, and I was like, "Isn't that?" And you and I were stunned. Basically, all the characters basically, that were in Ready Player One. Half of the characters in Ready Player One could be in this. Yeah, but remember when we saw it, we were. I was like, "Dude, that's the Martian from WB," mm -hmm. and we started pointing out all the characters and like even mm -hmm. video game characters and anime characters that I know. I was like, "Wait a second, what?" And it was really, really cool. But yeah, I had a feeling you were gonna say that. I also. I also do think that this may be better than Space Jam, but I think a lot of people won't allow it to be because of the nostalgia of Space Jam. But I think because my, my boy DM brought up a good um, topic on Cool Radio Podcast. Y'all listen to Cool Radio Podcast. It's on uh, Spotify. It's going to come to Apple soon. Good good, good podcast. My boy DM, cool. But, um, oh, you guys know Daniel already. What am I saying? Yeah, That's he's always on here. Nice. Everyone knows who he is. Podcast. But uh, he brought up a good point where he was saying about how Michael Jordan wasn't really the celebrity who was very much like um he wasn't really like the most charismatic celebrity like when you saw yeah. the commercial with him and uh michael jackson when they were playing basketball and then he was trying to dance or you saw this well 
and that's how Michael Jordan was. He was always suit and tie. While LeBron James has never yeah. been like that. LeBron James dances at award shows with other basketball players. LeBron James has has all those commercials where he's an old man. Like he is very he much a, a charismatic person. Yeah, he has well, a lot I of charisma. I think that this will be a bit good because I felt like if you watch Space Jam again and you kind of be objective, if you have to be, right? I, I wouldn't say do it again. Yeah, obviously. You will see how like it's the Looney Tunes that kind of carry Michael through the movie. So, yes. and I feel like in this, I feel like the Looney Tunes are going to be able to play off of LeBron James and vice versa. And yeah. the fact that LeBron James is cartoon for part of it, he gets to be more animated and he already is animated. We've seen LeBron James in a bunch of acting roles. Um, the one he was in with the Amy Schumer movie. Like, so I think yes. this will actually be- He was actually scary. funny think, in that. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think that this will be better acted. I think that this movie will be better acted. I think it will still hold the original Space Jam, of course, ahead, and I understand why. But I think this will be better acting. I think it might yeah. make for an actual better movie. That's what I feel. You know, I could agree with you. I totally agree with that. Like I said, I'm watching it for nostalgia purposes, but I'm also watching it to see the new take on it. Like, I have not watched Space Jam since I was a kid. I'm going to be completely honest. I have not seen it since I was a child, but I remember that movie, like, frame for frame. That's how, that's mm -hmm. how much I loved it. So I have a feeling, like you said, it's going to be better acted. It's going to be really interesting just to watch and see and see the characters that are in it that we all recognize and see how this whole thing plays out. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'm ho hopefully I can watch it with my nephew. Oh, my nephew's too young. My nephew's four, it. but he's never seen the original Space Jam. And I feel like I wonder if I could show him that first, but I don't know. My niece has seen the original Space Jam. She she's Not eleven, but she's she, no 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 no. She loves it. She loves it. Okay. Yo, my niece loves awesome. everything that's eighties and nineties. I like that about it. But she's gonna be watching it with like her father naturally, so because he's like no. Yeah. I'm hopefully gonna watch it with you, no. but I'll watch it a second time with my nephew just to see his reaction. I'll probably watch it again with my niece when I when I when I see. Her. I'll probably watch it again with her just just to see her reaction too. But speaking of uh, other trailers, actually, I'll let you get into this one. Which one? Stanfield, the Keith Stanfield. Hey, I'll let you jump in. Oh, yeah. And he's playing the first, like, Black Samurai. I can never say the name properly, though. I, I can't pronounce it properly. That's, kind of I, that's why I wanted you to jump into it. <laughs> I can't pronounce I don't know if it's it's, if it's Yasuke or Yasuke. I hate I the fact that I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's Yasuke, but I can never say it. I keep saying but I keep saying it. And then I, don't I know, get to deal with like, it. I don't know every single, I don't know how to say every single thing. I'd have to like Google it and be like, what does it say? But I, so you sent me the trailer and at first I didn't even know that this was actually like still happening. Because we heard they were coming out with a, with a live action movie. Right. right. So when I first heard about the first like Black Samurai being made, this is when it was still tried to Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And then when he died, I kind of didn't hear anything about it. So like, I thought that it was going back because like that's when you hear about somebody being tied to a movie or signing on, that means that it's going to enter pre-production, right? So like I didn't really know what was going on because originally it was Chadwick Boseman. And then I didn't hear anything about it. Then I heard that Lakeith Stanfield was taking it over, but I actually didn't know that it was being turned into like an animation. I thought it was still the live action movie. And then you sent me the trailer and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I, I fully did not know what you were talking about because I, I stopped mm. hearing about it. So I was like, no, they're not mm. doing it. It's probably going to wait. Then you sent me the trailer and then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is, this looks rad. Like I, cause I'm a huge anime head. So like, I'm, I'm so excited. Reminds me of Afro Samurai a little bit. And I like a little that. bit. Yeah. And I, I like Lakeith Stanfield. I like his tone of voice. I know that seems really weird to say, but like, you know, when you hear someone voice a character, but if the voice doesn't fit, you can like feel it. Yep. I actually yep. like the way that it's like, he, I like he, it. He has a great voice for animation. 
Yeah, he does. Absolutely. So I really, I, I'm excited for it. Um, I hope it's amazing. It looks like it's going to be amazing. So I, um, I think from what I understand, both were in production, the animation version and the live action version. But I think the live, I, I'm no, I have no issue with the animation version. I think it's always easier to do these stories to anime because you have the freedom of being able to express the characters differently. Yeah, anime, yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and I think the fact that this is a it is a true story supposedly so i think the fact that this is a true story of a black samurai and the fact that samurais are automatically now connected to anime i think it just makes sense to have the meeting and i think we've already seen black animation on um the boondocks or yeah. on um sorry yeah black anime animation on the boondocks or on um afro samurai so afro i think samurai. bringing in hair is just it's just a natural take i think lakeith stanfield is great to play the role um i'm looking forward to it yeah, I'm looking forward I'm, I'm really to looking it. I really to am great. looking forward to this. I don't have any expectations. I just newly heard about this, so no expectations, but I am looking forward to it. Because right now I'm watching um Invincible. Mm-hmm. So I know you haven't watched it yet. It's on Prime. And it's a story, it's like uh so it's 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 made by um a comic book company and they're kind of the ones supporting it, but they were able to animate it. And it's a story basically, it's really good. It's it's uh, I don't want to go too far, but it's based in Earth and the, the, the Earth that they're in, superheroes are inside Earth as well. It's very commonplace. And it kind of mirrors DC a lot. Bless you. And I think that's the troubling part. Thank you. For my boy said that, like, it's not DC. It's a different um, um, comic book uh, company, but it mirrors DC a lot. You can tell DCs are influenced. So the main character mm-hmm. is this Superman character who comes from a country, comes from a uh, planet, sorry. And his planet, supposedly now, that this is supposedly what we know now, right? It could be a lie, but his planet, their job is to go out there and like be the protectors for other planets. So very similar to like what, what the way the Kree were presented in, in the very beginning of uh, Captain Marvel, right? But I feel yeah. like that's not true. But in the first episode, you see this guy, like, you know what? I don't even want to... Yeah, I'll give it away. In the first episode, you see this guy, like, murder, like, his whole team. So he's his own single entity, but then the Earth has, like, a Justice League type of team, and the characters literally are marrying the DC a little bit, but he murders all of them viciously, like, tears off their head. Like, it's like Superman killing everybody, right, basically. And they have their own powers, but they were no match for this nigga. And then following after that, he has his son and his son is born of, of a human mother. So he's half, half, whatever. But That's like obviously Superman the, had a son in the movies. Okay. It's very, very similar to this shit. And now he's training the son on how to be a hero. But I think the good part is when you see the son, you see the son, because the son didn't get his powers until recently. It comes with maturity, right? Oh, so okay, you see okay, the okay. son growing up and being bullied. And then you see the son get his powers. And you kind of get to see his mental state of how he feels about being a hero. And he's trying to mm-hmm. juggle it with his girlfriend. And like the villain is very much thought out. It, it's, it's very, it's very, very good. Maybe it, um, I'll watch it. I know it, you're it watching reads, it, so I'll just watch the episodes in the beginning. Because it sounds it like reads interesting. more. It it the way that it reads, it reads more like a very developed Netflix show, but it just okay. happens to be a superhero animation. So the dialogue is really good. I think it's a really good show. So if you the guys the only superhero that show out, that I watch on Prime out. right now is the one called The Boys. I still haven't watched that. That shot here. And I just like it because it's, (laughs) I like the boys because I think it's funny because it takes all these people who have these superpowers and 
they're assholes, but the public doesn't know that. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. like, they're dicks. And it's so funny to watch and all the conspiracy. I just like it because it's like humans, but Invincible kind of, when you explained Invincible, it kind of reminded me of the boys. So I'd mm -hmm. probably like both because the boys is like very violent. Like, like I, I like you want people get their throats it. torn out and people get like shot. Like it's insane. That's why I like it so much. So I probably like Invincible. I want to get into it. You know what it is? I was having a conversation with you. I feel like because I've been off of TV shows for so long and now I'm jumping back on, it's like, I want to watch TV shows that are new because I, I feel like when someone tells me to watch a show, I feel like yeah. now I have to watch it with a different intent because I'm going to give a report after and I kind of don't get to enjoy it. Everybody's already seen it. And it's like, I just feel like I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm just I'm just catching up on something and I feel like I yeah, want to so, watch something new. Yeah. And that's why my boy told me about Invincible. It was new, so I was into it. But then he also wanted me to watch Daredevil. And I'm sure it's a great show, but it's like I can't bring myself to it because I feel like I'm just rewatching something that already came out, that people already gave their opinion on, that I kind of already have. Also, an image Daredevil's of what it's over. Like. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, right? So I just feel like I'm probably not going to watch it. I told him I was going to, but I'm probably not going to watch it. I just, you, know, you know what it is from now on, because I know he's listening, both of my boys. Just send me new shit. The same way you send me Invincible, send me new shit, and I'll definitely give it a try. But the old yeah, shit is where I'm I, can like, see that. I, I don't know. But let's 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 jump into um, let's jump into some other fuckery here. So last time we're on here, we talked about Sharon Osbourne and the fact of um, she got let go from what is it? The Real the Talk, The View, what the fuck? Is the it? Talk. I don't even watch it. It's called the talk. I know, I but the names are all just like I know the viewers first, and then the real and the talk. It's like it's so fucking. Similar. There's a show called the so, real. Oh yeah, there's a real. There's a real. I don't real. watch these things. Okay. The real anyway, is the one with Lonnie like... Love and shit on it. I don't know who that's that is. real. I don't know who that is. Remember the 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 chubby black woman that was talking about her white man take care of her. Go get Lonnie Love. The sister sister thing is on there too. I don't watch that so so I don't know. I've never seen it. Okay. okay. So, so I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So this one's the talk, right? Yes, that's the talk. That one okay. I do know, but I've so, never also never watched it. Last time we spoke about this, we spoke about how Sharon Osbourne got let go from the no, so didn't let go, it's actually. Yeah, she did, she did, she did. Yeah, she, got she let was go fired. from the talk. I'm trying to see where we were. She got let go from the talk. She was fired because of what happened with Lonnie. Sorry, Lonnie Love is on this show. It's the other I'm I like, feel like, okay, I feel like I feel like every single one of them has, has a black woman. Um, the View has Whoopi, Lonnie Love has this, and there's another fat black girl on the other one. Like they all have like a chubby black woman. They they all kind of have the same cultural makeup. It's like one black woman. Are one you sure it's Lonnie Love on the talk and not that other lady? No, Lonnie Love is on the real. The one that's on the show. The one that's on the show with Sharon Osbourne is the other one. Oh my god! It doesn't matter. One. What matters is that she got we fired from CBS. Her. Yeah, we okay. do. She got fired. Basically, yes. And yes, yes. she released a statement apologizing, and now she's suing CBS for like ten million dollars. And I'm so happy because I remember we were having this argument. We had different sides on this actually. I was. I kept saying I don't think she could. She got fired for this. And I know a lot. I know. I understand justification. Justification was it wasn't about what she said to. I know it's not Lonnie Love, but I forget her name. I'm just mixing up these fat black comedians. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't remember her name but either. I can't remember fucking name. But we'll, we'll, just call, we'll call her Lonnie Love too for now. Sherry but I Underwood? Know Cheryl Underwood. Sherry, no. uh, Cheryl Underwood. Thank there you. Go. Cheryl Underwood. She's the one with the horse teeth. <laughs> I had to the horse teeth. I was like, oh, what is her name? So I know she, people were saying it was because of that, but then you were saying, no, it's because she didn't follow like the script of the show. And I understand that, right? But I She I like violated the their that. terms when she but did at that. The they were like, end what? of it. I said, I was like, Brittany, I hope she sues. 
and she sued. And I was like, yeah, but you know, it's going to settle out of court, right? Like, it's not like, no, like this only of got course, news because she sued, but course, they're not actually going to let it go anywhere. It's going to get settled out of, of court. No, no, I She's still not going to get her job back. So like, I, I, no, she's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I, actually, I, I don't really care. I agree. I, hold on. The only reason I'm only saying this now, the reason I don't really care is because look, I wasn't that surprised when she lost her job because she apparently went against whatever policies and like what they have and her reaction. They were like, you're not supposed to do that. The second thing is her suing them. I'm not surprised because you can pretty much sue anybody for anything in America. Third, the reason why I don't care is because she's Sharon Osbourne. It's not like she's hurting for anything. She's going to get no, another I job. She probably already has another job. That's just my opinion. Now you can say what you want. <laughs> okay, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't, I don't care about Sharon Osbourne as a person. Um, I think it's more just like I hate cancel culture, especially when it's something that I feel like is not worth canceling. I didn't feel this was worth. Like, there's some things where I'm like, yeah, canceled. I don't feel this is worth. Canceled. Was she actually canceled though? Or then, people just like whatever because you're being an idiot. Well, canceled in the fact of like, because... well, no, no, I'm not saying she's canceled. I'm saying canceled in the fact of like the reason why she got fired, and we all know this, is because of the social media angry at her for what she did. If social media didn't jump at it, it would have just been another argument that happens on the real. If you remember back in the 90s and early 2000s, they used to have these arguments all the time on The View yeah. and it would just be but next day, right? But now right? there's so political media. correctness and people exactly. are I mean, like, So what I'm saying is social okay. media basically got her fired, right? Yeah. So what, what I'm saying is I like the fact that she's suing because I, I don't want it to get... And social media doesn't realize that like if you let her go, let's just say... Okay, Sharon Osbourne gets fired. Now you're left on the cast with three other cultured women on that cast. Listen, people are going to be watching like this. Because the moment any of them on the cast, any of the black women or Spanish women or the Asian thing on the cast say anything racial, why aren't you fired? Why aren't you fired? And this is the problem, right? I think a lot of people don't see that when they're doing these fights. It's like, oh, we want her canceled because she said this. And she spoke to, to Cheryl Underwood in a disrespectful way and she's a black woman. Okay. Let Cheryl Underwood say anything flagrant. And these women always say stuff that's flagrant or You know they're just going to replace Sharon Osbourne with another person who's like her, right? Of course they are. Another, 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 They're going to have guest stars, like guests sit in, and then they're eventually yep, yep. going to replace her. So that always happens. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And then they probably want like a British person who kind of has that same demeanor because yeah. you always need like your angry Brit. But I think I just like the fact that like she's fighting back against it. So we're not setting this because Sharon Osbourne leaving for this is going to cripple all the rest of you because Lonnie Love has said a lot of, I'm not love fucking, Cheryl Underwood has said a lot of ignorant shit. It was Cheryl Underwood was the one, no, 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 she, no, Lonnie Love wasn't talking about the white guy. But Cheryl Underwood was a lot of ignorant shit because they both look the same, bro. They both look exactly the same. You're like, which one am I talking about now? But, but it's just like, the whole point of the view and these things is you have these like old married women. Some of them are out of touch, like a whoopee, and some of them are young and still fresh. And you'll literally have the older ones, like a whoopee or Sharon Osbourne, that will come with an opinion that may not be warranted. Like when Whoopi came on and was talking about, hey, well, women shouldn't beat men and fuck it. Everybody else, like, oh my God. That's also when she said that Canadians don't experience racism. Like black Canadians don't experience racism. I was like, excuse me. So this is what Whoopi is there for. So what I'm saying is, the rest of y'all are going to say flagrant shit. And now the audience is going to be looking and be like, fired, 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 fired. And that's why I thought it was dumb to fire her. And I'm glad she's fighting back. I just wanted to get it out there. I'm being petty. I know. Fuck Didn't off. one of the hosts of the talk marry her man? He's like a rapper. The, the Jenny Ma, Jenny Ma, what is her name? 
Oh, Jenny Ma, the, um, the Vietnamese thing. Yeah, she's married to it, Young Jeezy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't the they have like a? I think I think I saw their thing on Instagram. I don't actually I don't actually follow them, but like she looked she like I just remembered that for that. I was like, did she get married or something? Yeah, she, yeah it's, I, I I like that relationship. I like who I like exactly is Young Jeezy? He's a rapper. He's one of the rappers with the with the DMX. Uh, I I need halls in my mouth type of voices. Yeah, he's a rapper. He's good. He's good. Mm. He's good. He's good. He's really famous. He's like a um, I would say A to B rated rapper. Like he's yeah yeah. I I, I may have heard a song I, by I, him. I would say but not when he raps, he's an A rated rapper. When he's not rapping, he's a B rated celebrity. So he's very good. He's okay. very notable. Yeah. I was just wondering but, because like I kept seeing it and I was just like, isn't that that chick who's on that show? <laughs> like, like the yeah. correlation. To be honest, I, I know Jenny Mai from she used to be on the Family Channel joint. Isn't that? Jenny Mai. No, Jenny Mai actually was on a TLC show where she used to do makeup and makeovers. And that's where I remember her from. She used to, she, I think that she was the makeup artist on, do you remember Stacy and Clinton from like what not to wear on TLC? No, I don't know what the fuck that is. But... So there was a show on TLC where this woman whose name is like Stacy London and this guy Clinton who was on another show now, but he they used to like style people and jenny ma was the makeup artist on it so she used to do mm. grooming for men and women and do their makeup that's where i knew her from i thought she was, was from being on that show from life and zach and cody no that's, that's brenda song thing. yeah i know i know I, <laughs> I was like that's brenda song but that's where i knew jenny ma from so ma i can't remember how to say her name actually but then i saw her when i saw like the highlight thing for like the, the talk i was like isn't that that chick used to do makeup okay so maybe i just heard about her on on the the talk then Maybe that's when I first seen her, and I thought, okay. I knew her because she she actually does her makeup really well. But I wanted to dare her <laughs> to say something reckless, but okay. Um, so shit, man. So what? okay, I like so I saw um what's her name? Um, uh, Marcy Martin. She's on um Blackish, the little girl on Blackish that created yes. a movie with Issa Rae where they were they were doing little. thirteen going on thirty again. It was called so, Little. I think I think she's great. I think she's a positive role model for little kids. She kind of reminds so me of Kyla Pratt when me and you were younger. Like Kyla yeah, Pratt was. Yeah, but like she's that like really creative, very intelligent. Yeah, I think I think she's really really good. I like I like what she's doing. I like the influence that she has on the younger black woman of the generation. I'm pretty sure she has her little teeny bopper um, fame. I wonder if my niece likes her. I'll probably ask my niece when I see how she feels about her. She's so um, funny in blackish. <laughs> But I, so I think she's good. I don't really watch Blackish like that. I catch it here and there, but I think the show is good. I, I, I like her character. I think it's for Black-ish. a younger demographic. I think Blackish for a younger demographic or just people that like have children and I'm not young and I yeah. don't have children. But like but I her, watch it when, when people I watch. post I her clips show. on like Instagram, I always laugh because she's so dry and sarcastic in the show that that's what mm-hmm. makes me laugh. That's why I like it. I could see that. I could see that. But I like what she did. So she won the um, NAACP award mm-hmm. and she mentioned that she has a rule about not making uh no black pain yeah movies and i was like i respect that i respect that i know um denzel has said that he never wanted to be represented as like something that was against him i know he did uh training day but i think he had reasons for that but there's other a lot of artists have done that michael b jordan said michael b jordan always says that he wants to take roles that are not written for black people and people people got mad at him for that and i was like no he's trying to get like listen i'm tired of seeing black people in stereotypical roles myself okay so when i get to see like that's why i like soul so much i know it was a cartoon movie but like i like movies where a black person's in it where i'm like anybody could have played this like, I don't see why every movie, if a black person's in it, we have to 
caricature that character around being black. Like their whole existence in the movie has to do with them being black. They can't just be a That's fucking character. That's because based off of a stereotype of the way that others control media. I'm agree with you. I'm, I'm agree with you. And we can get into that. We can get into that. We can, no, I'm agree with you. I'm agree with you. So it's like, I like the fact that she's refusing to take these projects. And I think with more people refusing to take these projects, these projects will no longer get done. Right? Yeah. And so she also I'm doesn't happy. write projects and, like that. And exactly. And with a lot, I was about to say that with a lot of black creators like her and Issa Rae and everybody else going forward, these projects won't get made at all. So because, I like to see Like that. I remember when, when we watched Little, I think my favorite thing about it is that it's going to sound funny. It wasn't about the fact that the executive was like the executive was, she was mean. Right. But it wasn't about the fact of her just being mean. It was like about her own, like, yes, there were insecurities, but it wasn't about actual pain. It was about her striving to be like the best, even though she was mean, but it wasn't just about her just being black. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was, she was a top executive because she operated in a way that got shit done. There, there's a way to do it. Cause the only, the only black part about it that. was like the jokes and the little yeah. things here and never wasn't about it in black. And I was having this conversation. Cause it doesn't have to be like, Oh, came... she's a black CEO. Okay. Exactly. She's a CEO. Drop off the other part. Think, she's a CEO. I think there's a way to do things. So I was watching the breakfast Agreed. club and joy, joy core was on it. And Charlemagne asked him like, can you do like cultural or race driven jokes and comedy and because that's because joy, joy Corey does it because he's filipinos and filipino mm-hmm. people right and he says yeah there's a way to do it people just don't know how to do it and i agreed with him um and i think there is a way to do these things i think a lot of people complain like oh we can't do this i'm like no when i go back and i watch certain things like me and you were watching Chappelle's show and i love Chappelle's show but there were certain moments i was like okay i see why this can't be here no more right i think there's a way to do things and i think some people are very good at it and some people mm-hmm. are not good at it and i think that like in terms of comedy because i'm a comedy guy a lot of comedians from like the uk and toronto because it's mostly cultural comedy over here because it's a yeah. multicultural area they will they have kind of perfected it i think russell peters has perfected it and what i mean by that is like there's a way like russell peters does this thing where it's like his whole career is building jokes off of making fun of different cultures not just his own but other cultures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think the reason the reason why he gets away with it is because he has a certain level of knowledge either live knowledge or learn knowledge about the culture that he uses in the joke so the joke is not a stereotype about the culture the joke is about the actual culture but you have to be in the culture so for example right like a lot of regular comedians if they're going to talk about let's just say caribbean people they're just going to say jamaicans they're going to do a gunshot a boop boop they're going to they're going to do some dance hall lyric and they're going to talk about the fact they smoke weed it's all stereotypes and everyone's kind of like okay like it's not it's not really funny it's kind of offensive but it's like whatever but i think what russell peters does is because he has lived experience of living around jamaicans and because he studies the culture He'll talk about being at his friend's house and his friend being beat by his mother and then doing a proper Jamaican accent, even if it's not okay. But it's because you're getting the cultural tonations of the way the mother is beating and the way the mother is speaking. And everybody who's mm-hmm. Caribbean, not only Jamaican, is like, that was funny. Yeah. And he does that. Like, like it's one thing if you're going to making a joke about East Asian people and you're just like, yeah, they all got small dicks and they do math. Like, it's just like, it's tired, bro. It's tired, right? But if you it's also go- unnecessary. And- but if you go and you have a joke that's about like Asian traditional culture, something that you would only know if you've been into an Asian restaurant or if you if you have an Asian family and you crack that joke, then you'll see the community laugh and everyone's like, yeah, that that hit. And a lot of people do this with Italians. It's like instead of doing a mob Italian joke, 
do an Italian joke that's actually about Italy, and people are like, that's funny. But my, my nana talks like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think yeah. that's the difference. So, yeah, I, I think there's a way to do it. I think there's definitely, there's definitely, definitely a way to do it. Um, damn, man, there was something I was about to get at. Oh, I know what I was going to get at. Speaking of uh, black thriller or not doing black, uh, how should I black say Black pain. Do not to do black pain. Um, there was the trailer, another trailer for the show Them, which is also so on first, Amazon Prime. I mean Prime. I, um, so somebody in my one of my WhatsApp group is watching it, and he said it was okay. So I'm look. I want to see it actually. I want to see it first before I judge it. But I'll give what I thought my first instance when I first saw it. I thought it was a Jordan Peele thing. I was like, oh my god, Jordan Peele's got a TV show coming out, right? And basically, it's just set in the '60s. And it's basically a black family moving into a white neighborhood. And, you know, we've seen that before. But the way they're doing mm-hmm. it from a horror standpoint, like, it's good. Now, I did say this in the group. I said Jordan Peele was the first one to take black, to take, like, the horrific racism of black history and turn it into a horror concept. He did that with Get Out. He And it was amazing. He kind of did it with us. And then I know there was Lovecraft Country and he was part of producing that. So that was kind of the same thing. But this is the thing, because I know how Hollywood is. <laughs> I think, okay, I think that turning black racism into black trauma in terms of horror movies, I'm not mad at it actually, because I think that black people have never really been into horror movies because of the whole religious standpoint. and. That's true. You know what I mean? Be, be, being I love a good horror that movie. Standpoint of like, oh, we love horror movies. Me and you, I, I love thrillers, and you love more the religious exorcist horror movies. But we love horror movies all together. You love the haunted. No, but Hulk I love thriller horror. I love any form of horror movies. Like I enjoy watching them. I think it's fun. I feel, I feel like a lot of black people due to religion have never really embraced horror movies. You know, like I, I'm, I don't want to pay no one to scare me, or or it's duppy, or it's the devil this, or da 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 da. Yeah. Right? And I'm just like, but horror movies are such a great genre. Like there's, there's some black people I know who love horror movies, but the majority of us don't. And I feel like Jordan Peele is kind of bringing black people into the horror genre because he's using something that they, that they know about, which is racism. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it allows black people to intellectually think about our perspective and our place in the world. And I think he does a good job of doing that in his movies. He did a great and did a great in Get Out. He did a great in Us and Lovecraft Country. He produced it. I thought Lovecraft Country was okay. So then, then again, there too. Now, my whole thing, because I know Hollywood, I don't want this to be something that like everybody starts doing and then we milk it. And I'm yes. just like, can we just leave Jordan Peele the way that we leave Tarantino? Can we leave Jordan Peele the way that we leave James Cameron? Or the way that Lee lives, Steven Spielberg. Like no one has ever tried to do it. No one's ever tried to do Tarantino. No one's no. ever. We we just leave it to Tarantino. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I think Jordan Peele has a good niche. But I think the moment that other black creatives or other creatives in general start just copying him because it makes money, now it becomes taboo. And now when Jordan Peele does it, we don't care anymore. And I think that's what I don't want to happen. Like if Jordan Peele can take this like black horror genre and he can do it for the next 30 years, the way that like Tarantino has with his shit, that's great. That's a whole career off doing that one thing. And we look forward Mm -hmm. to it and we know what we're getting. And I feel like we need to let Jordan Peele have this man. Like, and with this movie, uh, one of my boys was telling me that, um, it's white writers that wrote this. It's like one black writer and a bunch of writers. And so one of the executive producers on the show is actually Lena Waithe. Okay, the girl from uh, the shot, yeah. Yeah, she's she's one of the executive producers. And then there's another producer, another producer who is, he's, 
He's Asian. His name is Roy Lee. Okay. There's a white guy named David Matthews. Okay. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Who are you? There's a guy in here named Nelson Craig. He worked on Homeland. But I don't know okay. if he I don't know if he's white or black or whatever. And then another white woman named Larissa Kondranak. She's actually Canadian. Mind you, I have no issue with white people being on it. Let's me neither. Right me neither. I wasn't saying anything against it. I was just I actually didn't know that Lena Waite was actually good. a part of it. Um I haven't watched it, obviously. I've seen some articles of people talking about that it has a strong start, but a shaky end. So I really can't have, I can't form an opinion fully on the show of what it actually entails, but I agree with your points. I mean, when it comes down to it, no one has ever tried to do Tarantino because, uh, well, you know, Tarantino, what he does, I don't think a lot of people want to emulate because he does it in a way that's completely different. And I think yeah. that's not as left alone. And I agree when it comes to but everybody Jordan has their Peele, thing. Even Jordan, Michael Bay has his thing. As I'm saying, Girls, but like when it comes to Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele has such an amazing balance between horror and actually discussing very people like to say sensitive topics or hurtful topics or things that are actual reality. And and way that he mm. the way that he builds and writes and and like combines it together is something that is what created like Get Out and, and Us and. Like it's, I, I enjoy that about him. And I actually do not think that anybody can do what he does but him, but there will always be people who want to copy and try. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's like, it's like I just I just want, like, I like the fact that we have a black creator now that now has his own kind of niche. And I kind of want him to keep it. Like there's a lot of people that I can mention who have that, right? Yeah. It's like even M. Not Shyamalan has his own thing. And I kind of just like, like in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's let's see where he can go with it. Let's let him have it the same way we've let other people well, have we'll their see. thing, right? Like, I don't think we'll it see has what happens. to. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you. We we will see what happens. We will see what happens. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, but damn, so, man, actually, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that uh, I actually didn't even know that this was a trending topic or at all like when i first saw it i actually saw it and started reading a bunch of articles on it and trying to get like an understanding of what was going on when i found out that france was going to be banning the hijab for anybody under the age of 18. Into this, eh? so i actually came across it Let's first it. by watching uh not watching i was on instagram and it was on this it was on diet prada and when i saw it i was like wait what and i looked at it so they are banning the hijab for anyone under the age of 18. They are refusing any mothers who wear a hijab from attending school trips. They can't go public, like public um, places are allowed to refuse entry if you are wearing a hijab, but the ban does not apply to nuns as the habit that they wear is seen as a sign of devotion and not submission. Uh -huh. What did I say about religion before we started? If you, anyone who knows a nun, the head, the headpiece, the headpiece, <laughs> what they wear on their head is called a habit. And it is classified as that. And I sat there and I was just like, this is what we're doing. I was like, really? I was like, so you're telling me that you're going to ban something saying, pretty much saying that it's an act of submission, a sign yep. of submission. I should, I should say. And that, you're going to stop mothers from attending school trips with their children if they're wearing it. People in like public places are allowed to be, like to tell you no, you can't enter. So now you're pretty much going to say that you have to approve. You have to like literally prove to these people that you're above the age of 18 to enter an establishment because they're banning it for anyone 18 and younger or anyone under the age of 18. 
I like how yo the way that France does their racism, it's like it's like fucking um it's like it's like it's like a hundred years ago. Like, like they're just, just so blatant about it. I just like rolled my eyes and thought, I was like, this is disgusting. Yep. I I, I remember yep. when I sent it to you, I was like, look at this. And I was so mad about it because I was just like, I don't understand. I'm like, what? And and the funny thing was, I couldn't really find um I couldn't really find anything that was written as to the reason why they decided to do this. Apparently they had tried to do this before, from my understanding, but like it didn't really work out. Jesus Christ. And I think like I think that they tried it before and it didn't really work out. And I think it didn't work out because it got a lot of attention. And I think that they just like scrapped the idea. But then they just brought the idea back up. I'm like, no, it's happening. It's just happening. Yeah, I could see it. I could see I was it. Like, I could see it. What? It just uh, you, you want and me see, to jump in or are you still got no go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just it's just like I was looking at it and then I saw some of the comments and I was reading it and see and seeing other women who were sharing this and those who, you know, who wear a hijab and 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 and, and, he, and, and listening to some of them posting videos about it on Instagram and then listening to some of the like reading some of the comments and I felt like really bad because they literally are telling you, I don't care. We're gonna take power and tell you how you are allowed to dress. We don't care that it's a part of your religion. Unless you're a nun, it's not acceptable because we don't view it as a sign of devotion. It's viewed it's viewed as a sign of submission. Submission to what? But isn't, Don't, isn't it when always you become a nun do? that you submit to the will of God and say that you're not going to do anything except serve him? But isn't isn't this what what people always do? In it is. It just I just didn't nonsense. like it. I'm just I'm actually I'm disgusted by what they're doing. It's ultimately what I'm trying to say. Like you know when you're so disgusted by something that you just you sometimes can't even find words to ex- express your disgust. Oh, I'm waiting to go in. I'm just letting That's, you finish up. For no, I'm just saying I'm I'm disgusted by it that I can't even I can't even collectively like say what I want to say. Like I'm all over the place because I'm I'm actually I'm I'm irritated. I'm upset by it. I am disgusted by it. And reading some of the uh how I just hit my knee out. <laughs> reading some of the comments, I just was like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god." Go ahead, you can say what you have to. I hit my knee. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> god, I love France. I have probably said fuck France uh, um, before any other European country. I despise France the way I despise the royal family, but more France. Um, I don't like the way that France treats its African and Caribbean colonies. I don't like the way that France is one of the few European powers that still has not only financial control over its African colonies, but it has actual control over its Caribbean colonies, where there's countries mm-hmm. like like Martinique and you you can go on that France still owns and only French citizens, not Martinique, but there's another one that only French citizens are allowed to go to. It's Saint Martin and it's Saint Bethany or something. There's there's the three of them. I remember looking I remember when we were going on vacation and we Googled this and there was some islands that you can't go to unless you're a France national or a France national isn't just like a France Yeah. I don't want to, what am I saying here? Like, just like a France resident, I guess. You can't go to the island. You have to get, like, special permission to go there. Yeah, it's, like, crazy shit. And I'm like, there's people on this island that have lived there for 500 years due to slavery, and nobody can go there except for French. Like, it's just crazy. Um, There's been documentaries and TED Talks about what France does with the Frank in terms of their, the African colonies they have. And it's just, like, it's always the African French islands that always have the most fuckery. It's just, it's just, it's so much. It's so much. It's so much. But I'm not shocked by this. France and French people are very, they're very raw about their racism. 
we live in Canada. Nobody, we we all know that we call Quebec Florida for a reason. We all know that we call <laughs> Quebec the south of Canada for a reason. Yeah. The joke is Montreal is seen as like the cultural center of Canada because it's the main city in a French province or one mm -hmm. of two French provinces with New Brunswick. But we all call Quebec, everything outside of Montreal, like to make it equivalent, it's like Montreal is like Miami and everything outside of Montreal is Florida, bro. And that's literally how it is. So it's like the police harassment, the racism, the bullshit. It's just, it's just like, it's nonstop, right? And I don't know, it's the ego of French people and that's a whole different conversation. But I'm not shocked by why France is doing this. France has been talking about trying to ban the hijab for years. I think the parts that made it funny is like, if you're, what was it, younger than 18? What was it, younger if than you're, 18? Yeah, if you're younger than 18, you're not allowed to wear it. And they're not, they're gonna say that mothers who are wearing it are not allowed to attend trips with their children, so like school outings. So you're going to tell me that if you're younger than 18, no one's allowed to wear it. So are you gonna be checking ID? And if you start checking ID of every Muslim woman who's wearing a hijab younger than 18, then you're going right into that Nazi Germany, we're checking your identification type of thing in regular society. You're going right into, we're carding black people. You're going right into ICE, we're checking, we're checking the ID and the nationality. If you're and the Mexican, fact that public so places can, can deny you entry if you're wearing it. It's complete nonsense. So, so then, then on top of all that, okay. Then, then, then I see the like we're also banning the um the burkini. So I'm like, so they've created something to swim in, which is no different than what actual athletic swimmers use when they swim. They have something that goes completely over their head and only shows their face, and that's what they swim in, is it not? Do we not see this for the Olympics? Do we not see this all the time with the speed swimmers? But for some reason, it's wrong. And then you have another contradiction when it comes to nuns. So the nuns, because they're a Catholic country, the nuns are allowed to walk around with their bullshit, but anybody else can't do it because it's somehow different. And now we're building justification for how it's different. Remember when I told you religious people always contradict each other and racist yes. people are so ignorant that when they get caught in their own race, they don't know what to do. And the fact that France is still doing this, like, listen, the way that France hates Muslims is the way that Canada hates natives is the way that America hates black people. It's like, Jesus Christ, bro. And, and you hate them to a point where you can't even hide your ignorance. And then your ignorance just looks so obvious that it just looks disgusting. It just pisses me off that this is even happening. I'm, the funny I'm thing is shocked. I wasn't, no, I'm not saying that I'm shocked, but I'm just, I'm upset about it. I don't have to be shocked to be upset. I'm disgusted yeah, by it because I it agree. shouldn't be happening. Like it just shouldn't. I agree. Like it, it like that's just my, my point. No, just no. <laughs> Like, let's just control what people wear and say that this is okay because we don't we say that you are not allowed to wear this and now we're going to start checking your ids and if you're a mom and you want to come on a school trip well no now you have to do this but like no you know it's it's funny to me no conservative white people who their whole entire speech is always about we don't want the government having control we don't want the government being able to check our ids or regulate us or have control of our personal lives but the moment the government is going to regulate another culture or group or religious people that's not that is perfectly them. fine they're fine with the government carding all black people they're fine with the government carding all muslim women 
or at least Muslim women who choose to wear the hijab, they're fine with the government putting all Latino people, Mexicans specifically, in jails. They're perfectly fine with it. But the whole point of conservatism or republicanism in general is that the whole point of why they have guns is so if the government ever tries to do it to them, they got their guns. But they're watching the government do this and fuck everybody else's self-laws up and nothing happens. The hypocrisy Uh, is what always kills me. And if anything, the Republicans are the ones who are making these laws in those countries or the conservatives in those countries. But they should be the ones realizing it goes against their own mandate. But, you know. Yeah, but they're just bending it to suit their needs. (laughs) That's what they always do. It's just like, it it just frustrates me. But I I actually want to talk about something. So... You know how, okay, so everyone saw this video of that poor woman getting attacked outside of that of the New York residence. And yeah. just, it's horrible. I couldn't believe, I was like, oh my God. When the guy was stomping on her, yes. But I actually brought tears to my eyes. I was like, oh, but I could only imagine how scared and like how much pain she was in. Like, I, I just, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people who witnessed it were the two guys who were inside the actual residence and I be- they were just dormant. They were dormant. Now, I think that they've been fired because at first, I think that they were suspended, I believe. And I think now that they've actually been fired. Public opinion. So, so my thing is, I understand that when you see someone in danger, that a lot of the time you're not going to help them because you don't want to get involved. But there was two of them and only one of him. Like, this man could have killed her. I think for me, that when I watch the video, watching is like, they they hear it happening. You Apparently, you could hear this happening. And the fact that they just, like, closed the door and didn't do anything, I found, like, it bothered me. Because I'm not saying that they had to, like, put hands on him or anything, but they could have screamed at him. Maybe that would have made him stop. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. They could, like, they could have just, opened up the window and said, "Yo, like, what are you doing?" Yo. Like, they could have, they did, they, they could, because there's two of them. They could have just been aggressive with it and also called for help. I just, like, I'm, I just watching that. I actually, it, it really bothered me because I, like, I, like, seeing that. If there's more than one of you, like, if you're not alone, because sometimes if you're alone, the person will just turn their anger on you. I totally understand that. But there was two of them who could have actually been like, "Stop what you're doing." It's like an actually convo for us to have, but go on. It is because really, I'm having a hard time articulating myself right now. But I do. I think they should have lost their jobs. I actually don't. I think that they actually just require to be able to look at their policy and practices and get proper training. I don't think they should have been fired. Okay. I don't think firing them does anything. So this this is my opinion on this. So the the attacker is has been arrested and he's in jail. So thank God for that. Yes. Um, now he this attacker is also somebody who was in jail. Um, as a teen for murdering him and then got out of jail and now did this and yes. he has mental illnesses and oh I think we talked about this last time we so did because we talked about the fact um, that he killed his mom okay so that attack is probably one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen in my life and I mentioned this last time because it's an older woman and it was an extremely larger man and she was an extremely smaller older woman and it wasn't the fact that he knocked her out on the ground. It was the fact that this big man who probably weighs 250 pounds to a 120 pound woman or less was stomping on her head. I think that's the part that disturbed me so much when I saw that. And then when I saw the two, what I thought were security guards, just close the door and shut it, 
I was like, these bitch ass niggas, what the fuck are they doing? Now, now I've learned that they were not security guards, they were doormen. Everything changes. It's an expensive condo or expensive building, and they were doormen. Now, are these two doormen unethical humans? Yes. As two men, those two men look, the, the, the man that was beating her looked like he was 6'5", 220 pounds, but those two men collectively were like six feet, maybe like a buck 80. They could have took him. They could have at least opened the door and been like, even if they didn't want to fight, yo, stop. Kick what I mean, out. like you could have just they shown that you were that. like invested and be like, get out of here. Are they ethically and morally wrong? Yes. Are they the scum of society right now because it's all over social media? Yes. Are they assholes? Yes. Okay. They deserve to be fired. No. I agree. I, that's you have to understand this, right? I've been at clubs where I've seen bouncers who are supposed to be taking people's information, making sure their ID's okay, and getting them in the club and securing the club from guns and drugs. We'll watch a fight happen across the street and we'll not jump in because he can get fired for that. Me and you have both worked at retail stores where they tell you if somebody is stealing something, you, you don't, don't do shit. You don't do anything. And if you do do anything you, and you that person is stealing, you will get fired. Even if yeah. you stop it, you will get fired. Unless you end up on the news and they can't fire you because public opinion means more, right? And I think that's what happened here. Because these guys were hired to be doormen. You see these people all the time when you go into condos or expensive buildings. They open the door and they greet you. That's it. They're not trained. They don't have any, they, they, they don't have a gun on them. They don't have a nightstick on them. They're just guys in like the regular tailored suit sitting there by the door. That's their job, right? So technically, if they would have done this, they would have got fired. So you have to look at it from the person who's feeding their family, and this is the way I feed my family through this job. I see what's happening, but I'm going to get fired. Would I have still opened the door and said, yo, of course. Would I have jumped out? Might get fired, right? Now, a lot of times people jump out to save people, and they get their ass bus. I told you about this. That one time I was was taking the bus home from work, um, and I used to work at Square One at Kudo, and I was taking the number seven home down Kennedy, and I wasn't on the seven. That's a lie. I was coming back from 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 York University, actually. And I was taking the one and I was at Queen and Kennedy in Brampton. And I walked to the next bus stop, like, af- like right by right in front of the school right there. Central Peel. People know what I'm talking about. They know the area. So I walked to that bus stop from Queen, walked to the next one going north. Right. And when I got to the bus stop, this girl was being like roughed up in the bus stop, pushed by a man. So I see it, I take my headphones off and I'm already there. So I'm just, I'm like, yo, stop, stop. What are you doing? Stop. I didn't jump in. I just said, stop. The guy kept doing it. So I just kind of put myself in front of the guy and I said, yo, yo, just, just relax, just relax. Like whatever is happening, just let it go. Stop, stop. Right. Then the guy leans over, decks me in the face. I'm, I listen, The I must've been like 20, 20, mm-hmm. 21. Okay. The girl had to be my age. The guy must have been like 25, okay? Dex me like in in the like, I guess the corner of my chin and my neck. Mm-hmm. I push back to the wall. Then this other white lady who was coming for the bus with her bags, she sees it and she's like, hey, and he runs off. So I turn around to the girl and I'm like, yo, are you okay? And the girl looks at me and she's like, what the fuck were you doing? Why did you even jump in? I'm like, this fucking bitch, bro. 
This fuck. Yeah, some people are ungrateful. Are you fucking kidding me? Mind you, I'm not saying I have to say this woman's ungrateful. But what I am saying is there's been people who have jumped in for people and gotten killed. Yes, I'm not disagreeing and then, with that. And, 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 and that girl the person who was the victim now feels guilty because they have to now look at the person's family and be like, I'm sorry. And then they end up committing suicide because they just can't deal with the guilt of the whole thing, right? So I'm not saying everyone should jump in. I feel like everybody on the internet is like, oh, I would have jumped in. No, you wouldn't have. Because we live in a fucking generation where every time this fucking shit happens, y'all pull out camera phones and film it and don't jump in. I could go online right now and see videos of women getting beat up by men in the street and no and one's jumping watch. in. I can go online right now and see men getting beat up by bigger men in the street and no one's jumping in. Well, that's why I, I, that's why I said it right at the beginning saying, I don't know if you're going to jump in because it can actually be very scary to do I know, so. I, I know, said that but in the beginning. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm not calling out you. I'm calling out the people in general because everybody's perception is, I would have jumped in. I would have jumped in online. I'm like, none of you guys jump in for anything. I've seen people be harassed on the TTC, NYC, Subway, all this bullshit, and it gets filmed and we post it and nobody jumps in. And a lot of times it's women being harassed by men. I guess because of the visual of it, everyone's like, I'm going to jump in, but none of you jump in for any of the other shit, so why would you jump in for this? So we would have done the same thing that the freaking doormen did. But we want to sit here and throw stones at these doormen now because we're not in a situation they are, right? Mm -hmm. There's a few people who would jump in. Most people are like, listen, I'm not going to jail. I have a good job or I have a job that needs to pay my bills. I have a family. I can't miss out on seeing my wife and kids. If you think I'm jumping in, because that's what happens. If you jump in, you're assaulting somebody. You may get a charge, right? So a lot of people think about that. I got a job. This is going to be filmed. I don't want to be on the internet. 99.9% 99.9% of people in our society have not have jumped in. Yeah. But we want to sit here now and say we would have because it's it's easy to say it now, right? Your ass wouldn't have jumped in. Because the fact that if you guys would have jumped in, then all the shit online that I'm seeing is, unless somebody wrote it, unless Steven Spielberg wrote that shit, I don't see y'all jumping in that bullshit, right? So it's all fucking lies. Now, I don't think they should have been fired. I think that they were morally wrong. I think the most they could have done, I wouldn't ask them to jump in, but they could have yelled. The fact that they just closed the door is kind of disrespectful. I think I think it's cowardly. They are cowards. That's what they are. They are cowards. Officially, figuratively, they are cowards. But I don't think they should have lost their job. I hope these men sue the way the way Sharon Osbourne did. Because it's like you hired me to do the doors and now you're firing me because I did my job, but public opinion, again, here comes public opinion, mm-hmm. is saying I'm a horrible person. So now you feel the pressure to fire me. I hope that they got a nice under the table package. Oh, I hope they fucking sue. Who knows? We probably won't even hear about that, to be honest with you. But that's my opinion on the firing. I think they are cowards. Yeah, that's why I said that. I don't think they should have been fired. I, I just, fired. everything else just sucked. I think like, they're cowards. But speaking on that, um, I was listening. It's probably the worst time to bring this up, actually. <laughs> Fuck. But um, I was the Vlad had an interview with uh, Michael J. White as he brings on as a regular guest. And Michael J. White brought up a good opinion that I wanted to discuss on here where he was talking about how you don't see anybody talking. So this whole stop Asian hate movement is, I love it. I support it. Same. I have talked about this many times. I share I, stuff all the time. I, I do wellness checks on my Asian friends that I have in different groups. Uh, make sure they're okay. Bless you. Thank you. I checked their temperature because they did the same for me 
couple months ago when it was Black Lives Matter. So I returned the same respect to those who provided that respect for me. I said that I hated how Black people are using Oppression Olympics to be like, oh, well, why should we support the Asians if they don't support us? Then we all have the same master and we're all just feeding into the same bullshit. But I've talked about that already. But Michael J. White brought up a good point where he said that he doesn't see any white conservative people arguing about stop Asian hate. Now, mind you, there are people who are attacking Asians, white and black, um, but there's no white conservative media making statements about stop Asian hate. So what I mean by that, I'm not saying that there aren't white people who aren't protesting in their small areas about this, maybe so. But what I'm saying is when it was Black Lives Matter that was happening, right? There was large groups of white people gathering in front of every political house in their state to protest all lives matter. There was conservative news stations, podcasts, Fox News, whatever it was, had analysts on all day arguing, bringing on liberals to argue with them about why all lives matter is more important than black lives matter. They CNN also tried to do blue lives matter. It. And then the blue lives matter. How come I don't see white people looking at Asians and saying all hate matters? I just yeah, don't see like it. Stop all hate. Point. And when I thought about it, I was like, this is very interesting. Now, black people are fighting for their dignity and they come up with a, with a, with a, with a hashtag and y'all don't like it. Asian people kind of recycle the hashtag that black people have and they have their own version, which is fine. No, 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 no malice at that. Mm -hmm. And y'all don't say anything, right? Now, I find it funny when it comes to these white conservative people because I look back and I'm like, this, is this the way you see Asians versus the way you see black people? Is it because Asians are not necessarily in the media and if they are in the American media, it's American stereotypical kung fu movies that we grew up on. Unless you're somebody who's white conservative, who has access or watches Asian media that comes from Asia, then that's completely different, right? But if you do see them in America, it's just stereotypical roles outside of like a few new joints here, um, like rich, 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 uh, crazy rich Asians. Yeah. But, and I'm wondering, I'm like, is it the fact that white people have seen black people in such a negative light for so long that they have bastardized the, 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 the actual race, the culture, everything that no matter what they go through now, they could be getting stomped on the street. There's no empathy because you have been taught by the media your whole life to see these people as whatless. Because you're not doing this as human. Mind you, the Asian stereotypes are always like very docile, very educated, da 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 da. There's not really any negative stereotypes in terms of like the way there is for black people, right? So I wonder why it's no, none of this like national fight back against all hate matters like it was for Black Lives Matter. So what do you think? I feel as if they don't see us as human. It's like we've been stripped of our humanity that as soon as we want to say anything, it's almost taken away because like, no, you don't get to talk about this. Almost like they still, it's like they own us and trying to tell us to be thankful for what we have and that we shouldn't be complaining. Because they're not going and, to these Asians and saying like, well, why don't you fix China? Well, we well, haven't, you, well, for, yeah, for what we that. know, we, have, we, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen anybody really say like, well, all hate matters or stop all hate or change the hashtag or change... The, the chant that pretty much was created for Black Lives Matter. It was a whole thing. For this, it's not. I honestly and of course, think, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, of course, there are people who I've seen who have said things where they where they want to say like, oh, well, you know, this is just, this is what just happens because 
of, of because of what happened with COVID. I've seen mostly of what black Trump people do said. I've yeah, seen black because people. of what Trump said. But then I look at it and say, this is nowhere near the level of what was happening with Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter. It's nowhere mm-hmm. near it. It's not even. It's not even a fraction. It's not even one percent. It literally is non-existent. Mind you, mind you. And I don't. I don't want to compare oppression. I'm, I'm not just comparing the I'm perspective. Of, what I'm saying of is, is that it is. What I'm saying. I'm saying white conservative. But I'm saying it's nowhere near the level of the way that they treated it. Like yeah. it was, it was pretty much like saying it's, that's what I'm saying. They don't treat us like we're human. They like, they want to strip us of our humanity and of our dignity and say, shut up and take it. But then when it comes to the opposite side, it's like, oh no, we're going to support you. So and we're going to silently keep it to ourselves. Well, 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 Are they silently keep it to themselves about their opinion? Because you don't really hear a lot of it. Well, it's interesting because they didn't do this for South Asians or East Asians. No. Sorry, South Asians or West Asians, just East Asians. So, and when I look at it, I think I think it's really because, like you said, they don't see us as humans because for years and years and years, all they've seen is the stereotypes of the crackhead mothers, yeah. black people killing each other, the gang banging, the black on black crime. They look at hip hop. There's a bunch of crazy black people rolling around with gold teeth and gold chains. They don't understand mm-hmm. the culture and they're mm-hmm. talking about killing each other. They have whole mm-hmm. albums and records about killing each other. So from a white person who's in middle America, these people murder each other. They murder everybody. They're rapping about being criminals. They're rapping about selling pussies, selling drugs. This whole culture culture represents these people. And then if you're watching anything of Black people coming online and justifying that culture, then it's like, what the hell? So I think that's the way they see Black people, is like these people are not human, as you said in the beginning, because they kill each other. So what the hell? Mind you, every race kills each other. You can go to China and they're murdering each other. You can go anywhere. These leaders, North Korea, but that's not the whole conversation. What I've noticed is when it came, when it was 9-11 and it came to Muslims and then they made it Arab Muslims and then they made it anybody who was Arab or South Asian, basically anybody who was just brown, right? I remember living in Brampton where we have a high Sikh Punjabi population and there was an elder being hit over the head every week. But nobody felt sympathy for these people. I remember white people on my Facebook being like, good, good, fuck them, right? So what I'm saying is, when it came to Black people, it was they are not human. Because we have seen this image of how they portray themselves online without understanding the context Mm -hmm. or looking at the wealth gap or there's so many different reasons for Mm -hmm. this, but I can get into it. And then when it came to brown people, either West Asian or South Asian alike, there was no sympathy either. Because the images was, oh, these people are killing, are cutting off each other's heads on videos. These people are saying death to America and death to white people. These people bombed our World Trade Center. F them. I don't care if it's a little girl, a child. I'm going to go over there and get a gun and shoot everybody, right? There was no sympathy. Yeah. So, and I realized this, it's not just black people. There was no sympathy for brown people. Yeah. And no sympathy for black people. Yes, but I agree. East Asians, there is a sympathy. I think East Asians, they, they've talked about this. They've always been seen as the model minority. I say the model minority myth. Brown people are not the model. Like, they are in your workplace, but globally they're not because you look at, like, the connected to terrorism and all these other things. But Asians, despite the fact you may have North Korea, and we battle with North Korea all day long in China, it's just they are always seen as the model minority. And I think, it, I wonder if that's the reason why, because there's no negative context added to that. It might the way be. Is for brown. That actually might be what it is. Because I can see that. And the funny thing is, is so, that they're so doing they their best like to be able to break it. that stereotype yes, too. Yeah, they are. So they really hate being called that. that. So what you're saying is they see East Asians as human. Yes. 
they see them as worthy of that they see them worthy of being human of having that hu that humanitarian empathy and wanting that and needing it and, and mind you before i jump off this i'm not comparing struggles i'm not comparing black lives matter to no Asian. we're just talking about the different ways that it's been dealt with i'm i just i'm not even talking about how it's being dealt with i'm just more talking about the response that white conservatives had to shut up black lives matter at any cost bringing which is how they dealt with it that's up. the same thing yeah, sorry, the way that they dealt with it was by shutting it down and making a huge, a much bigger, huge. A much bigger, like, Yo, I remember being issue. on Facebook, okay? Like, and there was white people that I grew up with, that I went to school with, that grew up around me their whole lives, that grew up in a multicultural area who were still like, no, all lives matter. And these yeah, are white people who know black people. Who grew yeah, up same, with them, I have seen like, happen. All lives matter. And they would put that statement out there. They would use Candace Owens to put it out there. And it's just like, I don't even see any white people on my social media doing this. And it's it it it's it's really it's really interesting because they did the same thing when it came to Arabs too and Muslims in yep. general, right? So it's like it's interesting to see it happen because then you sit back and you think to yourself, okay. It's interesting. It's uh... it's interesting. Something yeah, because, and, and mind you, even when it came to Latino people, I know Mexicans are not all Latinos, but Latinos yeah. in general, right? When they're putting these kids in these cages, white, white people aren't coming out saying anything about that. So yeah. it's really weird because you get Latino people, you get black people, and then you get brown Asians who are either Arab or North African or, or um, South Asian. Yeah. And they all get the same brush, chastised. But when it comes to East Asian specifically, I don't see it. I don't see the media pundits arguing this at all. It's a very interesting dynamic. That very interesting. Doesn't dynamic. really make any sense. Some something funny you told me about though. This is now a different thing. First off, I had no idea that Drake's house is called the Embassy. Yep, it's hilarious. Like what? I didn't know that. I also didn't yep, know some some lady tried to like break in with a knife. So if he lives in the embassy, then I live in the castle. Screw this. That's what it is, bro. You can just name his I place I the, the pool house. I, thought, I actually thought you meant the Canadian. I thought you meant that she tried to break into an oh, actual man. embassy. Like, when yeah. you told me, I was like, what embassy is she trying to break into? So the way the story goes, a knife-wielding woman showed up at Drake's mansion in Toronto, titled The Embassy. This nigga. Hello, Drake. And um, it's funny. she hit Drake's security guard over the head with a pole and then, and then had a knife on her and was attempting to get in to see Drake. This girl in Toronto was willing to kill people to see Drake. Here's my question though: Didn't Drake get like a? Didn't Drake get like a permit to actually make his walls be higher for this yes. very reason? Yes, yes. So here's my question: He has a gate on his house. I'm assuming, right? Like, because yes. there's walls. Yes, but you can hop. You can hop the the brick wall. No, I know, but like, doesn't he have like motion detectors, like, to uh, be like intruder know. alert? Like, I, I assumed, I like, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but like, I just assume that people who are celebrities are people who have money. Yeah, I'm sure have their home. No, I'm just saying have their house secured in a way where like if somebody breaches your perimeter at whatever time at night, especially not through the front gate or whichever is a designated entrance and exit, I would assume that it would like notify you. Well, I'm just surprised that she was able to hop that wall and be able to get that close to hit someone with a pole. Well, I think this is the thing. I think we don't know what went on. So like, no, I don't. But like, I'm just saying I'm surprised saying, that like, she got that close. But I'm saying like, you brought up a different idea because my perceived notion of it was this woman hopped the fence and then everybody knew. And then she ran to the security guards, hit one with a pole and tried to stab the other and was tackled. 
but your perceived notion of it is this woman had some catwoman like stuff and was sneaking around the house and hit a security guard and tried to get in. But we don't know what actually happened. I don't know what right? actually happened. So it's like when I thought about saying, it, I was like, right? that could have happened too. I never thought about it from that perspective. You see what I'm saying, right? right? I'm like, yeah, listen, if I if I had if I had the type of fame that Drake has, and yes. people know where I live because the construction of his home was very public. Yes. And it's very easy to find people's addresses, even if they buy it under. I'm sure everybody knows name. where Drake lives. I'm pretty but sure like, it's not something especially that's Especially because it made it known. made news when he asked to get the permit so that he could have the higher walls for this reason. I'm thinking in my head, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, you're famous. I'm thinking that there's security along the wall somehow, because in my mind, if if you have designated entrances and exits on your home, they're obviously monitored. But you should also monitor the perimeter of your home that is not designated because it makes sense for you to know if someone has breached that perimeter of your home because it yep. can actually be very dangerous. That's why I said that. I said, I'm like, this girl is good because she got very close that she hit somebody. I feel terrible that she actually hit somebody. Like she was, she risked her freedom yeah. to see Drake. Stupid. That's madness. Stupid. She, I... Like actual Listen. madness. That's crazy. You know what? I'm impressed because people in Toronto are not, well, no, it's a younger generation is obsessed with Drake. So, yeah. You know what? Um, you know what? You know what? I'm going to have a different perspective on it. I think Drake deserves that. Why? I think, I think because this is not something that's not common. People did this to Britney Spears in her mansion. People did this to, Mike, to um, Michael Jackson in the Neverland Ranch. People have always tried to jump over and to their favorite celebrities' houses. People have done this to Chris Brown years ago. People have done this to Usher. People have done this to Backstreet Boys. I think it's just the fact that we don't hear about this anymore in today's society because people have social media where they can like actually talk to their celebrity crush. Or yeah. at least they feel they can. So there's not yeah. this need to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. it's like, I think Drake's a big enough artist now that he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, his induction into true fame is having some woman run up your house and be like, yeah. I love you. I love you so much. Remember, remember back in the day when you saw the videos of the Michael Jackson videos? Everyone says that, that shit's yeah. fake. But like the Michael Jackson or like um, Beatles or Elvis videos where girls fainting and shit like that. So like. I don't think that shit's fake. I think that's right. I think that people had severe pandemonium. I feel I like they had so, so the I pandemonium was so high that they were like, oh my God, I can't handle myself. But speaking of um, celebrity bullshit. So we didn't get to talk about this last time, but the the sweetie, sweetie. I think we did talk about it last time. We talked about it, and I kept calling her sweaty because I don't know how to say her name. That's not how you spell sweetie. Did we talk that about says, that? Shit that already? says that says saw That says saw e t, saw e t. You know what the joke is when I when I hear sweetie, I think of something completely different being from Toronto than when than when I than Americans realize. But um. Did, did we talk about this actually? We talked. We talked. It. We, I don't even remember. All I know. Wait. She like dating somebody named Quavo. The funny thing is, I've only heard. I heard Quavo on a this. song with like this artist Halsey. I don't actually know who Quavo is. I'm gonna be completely honest. He's one of the Migos. He's one of the Migos. But do we... I don't know who he is. I just he's on a song. But like, I also don't know who Sweetie. Sweetie is it? Sweetie. See, I don't know who Sweetie is. I know. Who Neither Quavo do I. Is because I know about the Migos. I don't we know talked about. Sweetie. We talked about her once though when I called her Sweaty, and this uh, was when we were talking about the Birkin bag. You know, if we did, yeah, she was a Birkin bag. Yeah. Idiot. Okay. Okay. So basically, they, they had a, there was a fight captured in the elevator months ago from what they had. And okay. it looks like they were both fighting over, like, it's a call of duty. Like, yeah, literally, I don't know that. So they're fighting over, like, a call of duty, like, game 
thing or it wasn't the actual PS. I think it was. Bless you. I, I, I think it was either a PS5 that had like the Call of Duty like camo print on it or it was like a Call of Duty like game thing that he had. Something to do with Call of Duty. They're fighting and over a damn console. I don't, I don't know if it was the console or if it was Regardless, just Regardless, they were fighting over it like, a game. It was like a bag. It was like a Call of Duty bag. I'll just leave it at that. I don't know what exactly it was. It just, sounds stupid it was, already. It was a Call of Duty bag for the game system. Something to do with the game, right? That's what it was. And it looks like they were having an argument prior. And then I don't know if it was about the game. Like, why are you playing the game? I don't fucking know. And from when they come in the elevator, it looks like they're both fighting over the bag. And she kind of rushes for it. And he kind of like, you know, pushes her to the side. And then he gets in the elevator, realizes there's cameras and straightens up. And then she comes in after. Sorry, she attacked him first and then tried to come for it. And he kind of pushed her over to the side and she fell. And then he came back in and there's those cameras and like straightened up and I guess told her there was cameras. And so the fact that he's telling her there's cameras and she's stopping, it seems like that's their relationship. Now, I've, I know, I've met people like this in my life who- That sounds toxic. I've met people in my life who don't know how to deal with aggression with talking and they have to use physical violence. And I always say, I always think that this is linked to getting beats as a kid. We all got beats as a kid, but I always think this is linked yeah, to- Yeah, but the fact that he even had to tell her that that's how she stopped, that's toxic. That's I'm agreeing not, with you. That's I'm agreeing with you. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes I always connect this because I feel like you're teaching your child young that when they do something bad, they get beaten. So when someone else does something bad to them, they should get beaten, right? But you know, people don't want to connect that. That's how I connect it. So whatever. But that's vice weird. versa. Um, it looked toxic. I don't think it's anyone's fault. I don't think it's Sweetie's fault. I don't think it's Quavo's fault. I think it's both of their fault. I know a lot of people are just going, oh, well, a man should never hit a woman. Da, da, da. It's like, no, bro. Okay. If a woman comes at me with a knife or a gun, I'm not going to fuck out. No yeah. one should be hitting anybody. Because she's a woman. Now, no one should I, be hitting anybody or attacking I'm, I'm anybody gonna, because gonna, if you are going there. to do that, you will never know if the person is going to deck you, especially if it means if you're trying to hurt them. We have had this conversation, yes, I think, we have. before in the beginning of the podcast about this. But yes, I think, I've said this many, many times. Our society teaches women how to avoid rape, but doesn't teach men not to rape. I said many, many times when I was in school, we took social study classes from grade one all the way to grade eight. And we learned about like racism and stereotypes and respect. And that was the whole point. It was like, it was like a moral funding class. Yeah. I think that they should have a segment each year addressing people beating each other up in relationships. We talk about don't beat up your friends. We don't talk about this. And I, and I think if you have that instilled in a boy's head growing up, don't hit women. And you have it instilled in a woman's head growing up, don't hit men, then they won't do it. I think, I know when I was growing up, men were taught not to hit women, but women were taught like it was perfectly fine. When I was yeah. younger, girls would run up and try to kick you in the balls or they would like do, it was always kicking you in the balls or some crazy shit. But then when I got older in high school, I would see women who would just like straight up disrespect their man and be poking his head and trying to fight him. And, and if anything, if, and as they're doing it, they're calling out his manhood because he's not attacking them. And then it wasn't until this one girl got decked in her face and then we all had, I told you, we all had to go to that whole thing about like not beating women for like a week and that guy got expelled. The funny thing is, is that but, that's highly toxic the way that she's behaving by trying to call him out, poking him in the chest. And that's highly toxic behavior because that is, that's her actually, to me, that is saying, because I am a woman, you're not actually going to hit me and I can continuously exactly do this to you. And that's wrong because not only is that unhealthy, that is toxic because like I said before, I think previously I said, Yo, one day someone's gonna hit you, you know. Listen, and man, and like I, you can't you can't expect to just sit there 
and I think and think what about, that you're not going to push friends. somebody to that point where they just snap. That happens. People are human. I was talking to one of my homegirls about this when it first happened, like two weeks ago, and she was basically saying that like when she was growing up, like yeah, she used to hit dudes, and even when she was in her early relationships in her teens and young twenties. If a dude got mad at her, no, sorry, if she got mad at a dude or a dude did something to disrespect her, it didn't have to be cheating, just anything's perspective. Her first instinct was to punch him or slap him or attack him. It wasn't until she got to like 25 when she didn't have to get hit by a dude. But when she got to 25, she started to unpack it and realize that like, no, I can't be hitting a dude because he lied to me. Or even if he did cheat on me, you can't hit nobody, right? And when she finally learned that, she was able to control her anger and realize she can just talk to dudes. But she said, yeah, a lot of her friends, if they get mad at their boyfriend, their first instant is to hit him because he's supposed to take it. And he's supposed to know why he's being hit and accept that. And like, I laugh at it, I think it's funny, but I think that we need to stop teaching women yes. that it's okay to attack men. And virtually we need, we need as to, I te said, to teach men. Teach it's not men. Okay to yeah, attack exactly. women. I think we do teach men that. I just think we need to instill it more. But I think yeah. if you start teaching women, it's also not okay. Because, listen, some people, when they get to that breaking point, they black out, bro. And not every nigga is Jay-Z. I've said this for years. And um, Oh, yeah, like that's I've, right. I forgot yeah, that happened, I, the elevator. Yeah. Like, I've never hit a woman in my life. But I've also never had a woman ever attempt to hit me. I hope that never happens, right? So I've never attempted I mean, to actually I, hit a guy until a guy actually hit me first. Then I hit him back no. because that was different. <laughs> okay. Really? He was trying to manhandle me. I said, leave me alone. And the man actually hit me and I was stunned at first. I was like, wait, I don't want, I, I didn't do anything to you. You're trying to grab my arm because I won't give you attention. I'm like, please don't touch me. And I asked you not, and I said, please do for you not to touch me. And then you proceed to get mad that I don't want your attention. And then you hit me. So you're damn straight. I'm going to hit you the hell back. I might I be that, smaller, but I'm not going to let you do that to me. That was different. I think that goes in. That, no, that's there. That really goes into like, like you don't get to attack me. And stand and some okay. men have that they think that when I talk to a woman, when I just take the bus, we talked about this before, actually. When yeah, I take the yeah, bus, we I have see this all the time. Uh, men who feel like you like it's not really a God's gift to women, but just like you have to say yes because you can't disrespect me. And it's like a whole ego. It always messes me concept. up, how some, like how some men think like that. And then even like when they when they attempt to grab you, you're just like, Don't, well, like you. It's, it's, it's a culture that breeds. That, I know, right? but I'm just so saying like, that it's sad because when you so think like, about it, I don't so think they're not you. seeing it the way that you are. You're like, please don't touch me. The and you're being in your change. Like when, yeah. when I was growing up, when I was growing up in the 90s, you would, especially like for Rastafarians, you would hear like, like I would go to the barber shop, or I would yeah. go to the West Indian store, and you'd hear the Rastafarians talking about like you have to put your woman in your place, or your woman can't do this, or my woman, well, especially a lot of hardback Caribbean men in general. You would just hear like put your woman in your place, your woman can't talk to you this way, and it's like a lot of that was normalized. When I went to high school, dudes would talk like that because they were most of them were Caribbean. It's like don't let your woman talk to you that way, and it was this sense of like your woman is beneath you, and she should know that and be in her place at all times. And I think a lot of this died out, but a lot of this stuff comes from culture. Yeah, and no, I'm agreeing with that. I'm just saying we always blame society, up. but we need to look at ourselves and change it for us and our own exactly. before we can pitch at society. But yeah, man, I think they're both toxic. Outside of that, I think social media is going to do what social media is going to do. I think they're already broken up anyways. And I think if Sweetie I'm wants to press charges, she will. If she doesn't, then she won't. And I'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm not going to really, really jump into it too tough. But speaking about uh, Caribbeans, I recently found out that uh, little Jamaica in Toronto, 
Eglinton West, is now going to be a heritage conservation, conservation district, district in Toronto. So I guess that's very similar to what they've done with like um, with like Greektown on the Danforth or Little Italy. It's going or, to help, one, it's going to help with people trying to overdevelop the area. It's going to help businesses because it's going to kind of solidify that because so many businesses in Little Jamaica have shut down because of the pandemic. Yeah, I wouldn't even say the pandemic. I'll take it no, back. No, but the pandemic did that. assist it, and they said that. Yes. People who own it say they helped us. A lot of them shut down. They said that pandemic, helped, that right. helped assist it. But having the heritage now is going to help that flow of, like, money. So, so I'll give some context. Like, in Canada, like every other major city, we have a bunch of historical areas, whether it's the big ones, I would say, is Chinatown, Little Italy, Little Portugal, um, and Greek town, but then you have smaller ones where you have Koreatown, there's like a little India, there's a little Tamil, there's a bunch of smaller ones. Now the smaller mm -hmm. ones are often located like on the outside of downtown in different communities and they don't get enough publicity because they're not in the downtown core, right? So little Jamaica is on Eglinton West. It's a strip going like five, six blocks from Kiel all the way to Bathurst basically. And then after after that, it's a, it's a Jewish, um, neighborhood, I should say. I wouldn't say Jewish historical area, but a Jewish neighborhood after that. Uh, but I think the problem with Eglinton West is that years ago, there was Black people that lived in Eglinton West. Now the Black people just kind of live in selected parts, but the majority of the housing and stuff is mostly owned by Southern Europeans, mostly Portuguese. I think the other fact about it is Eglinton West has been, Eglinton in general, has been a street in Toronto that's been under construction since I've been a child. Forever. And because it's under construction, a lot of the face fronts of these buildings are not able to get to, and people can't really park, and these buildings can't really get the sustainability of the customers that they need. So that has been the huge issue. We'll have complained about Eglinton West in general, but more specifically about, specifically about Eglinton in general and the construction, but more specifically about Eglinton West and the fact yeah, that- Yeah, because remember the expansion of construction right? made it even worse. Exactly. It was already and bad, think, and then they're like, oh, revitalization. And when you go to Eglinton West, you will see the construction immediately on the Eglinton West area. But once you get up to Bathurst, the construction is not there. So the construction has solely been in the Eglinton West area and it hasn't changed. And people people always ask why. And it's they're, they're building an LRT train system above, but they're doing that from Scarborough all the way down to the whole thing. And then COVID kicked in. And of course, I heard every business. So now the fear was is that the, the government already doesn't care about this district. They don't want to preserve it the way they want to preserve other historical districts. And that once these shops and these business owners are gone, it will no longer be an historical Caribbean Jamaican area. And yeah. as far as I know, I'm not sure about the UK, but I don't know any other country that has a little Jamaica or has a little black anything. You don't see that. Usually you see a little China, you see a little Italy, it's usually little China and little Italy are in every country. And then you might yes. have, depending on whoever's there, a little pocket of something else. But I never really see a little black anything. I don't see a little Ghana. I don't see a little Trinidad. I don't see a little nothing. So to keep this as a historical monument that's been here for years, especially because Jamaicans specifically have offered so much to Toronto culture. Like I've explained before, they sell beef patties at every single subway station. They sell it at every single convenience store. It's like the beef patty in Toronto is like the bacon, egg, and cheese in New York. 
Mm. You get, you get at, at the bodegas, right? I hope that I hope that with this happening, that it's going to help with the influx of actual like funds and money to be able to bring the area back up to what it was yeah. and what it actually can be, so that the there. Area facelift, so it, please go. Yeah, up. Yeah, I used to go to Eglinton West all the time to go to a butcher with my mom, <laughs> but. I'm hoping that this actually helps to revitalize it, give it a facelift, give it the influx of money that it actually needs, and to be able to have that community come back. Because it's pretty much almost lost. And if you're going to give it a facelift, can we have the banners and flags? Because when you go into these other areas, Greek town, yeah. Chinatown, Little Italy, Little Portugal, as soon as you get in or whatever, and you will see the flags everywhere. Yeah, but for little and you see Jamaica, the sign too. But that tells Jamaica, you that you're entering, like, like, yeah. I've never seen that. And I was assuming it's because, like, it was. it's always been Eglinton West. Only really, like, a cultural community will call it Little Jamaica. But mm -hmm. I feel like now that it's been a heritage spot, can we get the banner that says Little Jamaica? It probably will. Because I would love in the future to bring my kids, being somebody who's half Jamaican, and be like, look, this is ours. The same we way. No, but that probably will happen. It'll probably be the sign. And then you'll have the flags, which would be amazing to see. It would just be fun. It would just be, it would just be nice. It would, would just be nice. I would love to. So in the future, imagine bringing your children and being like, this is, you you, you have claim to this. Or you, you can be a part of this. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. it's a beautiful thing to see, right? So yeah, I I would absolutely love that. And I'm happy that they finally have done that. And I hope this keeps- It took a lot of push and work yeah. for that. So congratulations, like, yeah. honestly, it's well-deserved. And speaking about the Caribbean, recently, I think at the beginning of this week, one of the volcanoes went off in St. Vincent. This is something that's close to me because my boy is Vinci. You know, uh, I have family in St. Vincent. I forgot. I don't have family in St. Vincent. I actually have family who live in St. Vincent. I completely forgot until my mom was like, oh my God, my thing. And I said, oh, right. And I was like, I forgot that they lived there. You do have Caribbean family that has gone to a bunch of different Caribbean countries. Dude, I have family everywhere. Jamaica, Trinidad, <laughs> they, just, but... they just moved and we're like, let's go to this island. Let's go to this country. No, they live good, everywhere. So, um, there's a lot of islands that have active volcanoes. St. Lucia is one of them. St. Vincent is one of them. There's a lot of the Greenwich. So St. Vincent's a couple islands, and a lot of the islands within the St. Vincent and the Grenadine oh, the Grenadine Islands, I should say, have active volcanoes as well. And I didn't think this would happen in my lifetime, or Same. it wouldn't be big. I know we've had a couple. I think the last one was like 1999 or something. I don't even remember. I was alive. But I just don't remember it really. But um, it's scary, man. When you see videos. It looks like it's really affecting the town that's below the volcano. And a lot mm -hmm. of the natural water in St. Vincent comes from an area that's right next to the volcano because it's an island. So most islands don't have lakes and natural reserves of water, right? And theirs is right next to the volcano. So I hope the volcano doesn't ruin that. I know they've evacuated that town. I think some people are still in it. But when you look at the videos, it looks like 9-11 because you're seeing all yeah. the sulfur in the air coming from the volcano and everything yeah. is just gray and white. It just looks horrific. I hope... I hope that they get the aid that they need. Like, um, yeah. because like, it's just, it's just insane. It's so my mom has friends who live in Barbados and they're part, they used to be in a band together. So it's called sing out. They actually sent my mom a video of what it looks like. It looks like it's snowing in Barbados because the yeah. ash has actually started to fall there I've and it looks like actually. snow. It looks like so snow. Close. Yeah. That's so close. close. So it looks like snow. Like I saw the video and I was like, it looks like it's snowing, but obviously when you look at it, you know, it's not snow, it's the ash. And I'm like, if it's this thick here, imagine what it is in St. Vincent. The videos in St. Vincent, you like, literally, I saw a video of two people and they, they were, they were manually backing a car out because there was so much ash that it built mm -hmm. up like snow. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. Car out like snow. That means you can't even really drive on this. That's thing. what I'm trying to say. I'm like saying if you can see, like if if people are sending you videos of Barbados in a distance, of it looking like that, can you imagine the type of what's happening over there? When I saw it, I was just like, is it even safe for for Crazy. anyone to stay there right now? Like, is that even? Crazy. Like like Saint Lucia has the pitons, but they don't they don't they don't erupt because they have sulfur springs in Saint Lucia and they're warm because of that. But like they're they don't they haven't erupted like they're dormant now. <laughs> there's a lot. I think but they keep um, the sulfur springs hot. That whole plane because like Trinidad is on an outside plane, but mm -hmm. all the countries that are in the inside there, there's a lineup of them. It's Saint Lu it's Saint Lucia. Barbados, even though I don't think you guys have volcanoes though, but it's Saint Lucia. We don't. Barbados, it's Barbados is completely flat. Vincent, and it's like that part always gets the hurricanes, and that part always like you guys have the active volcanoes, but it's just like uh, it's. But it's the really Bitons help protect Saint Lucia from hurricanes because they're so big. Mm. They help. That's what because they normally come on the outskirt of that. Okay, so. I see what you mean. But then Barbados is so flat and slightly mm. below sea level that it can flood. <laughs> It's just like, and a lot of people have mentioned that the Caribbean islands will not exist in a few hundred years just because of the rising sea levels. And I get that, but it's just, um, it's sad. You don't man. think that's I, sad? I, I, hope, I hope they get, I, I it's, it's gonna, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be alive. It's gonna be like 500 years from now, I'll be dead. No, I know, but it's just so sad to think of. Cause like, I think about it and I'm like, imagine all that just disappearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like they also say Venice is disappearing and that might be in our lifetime, but like. Yeah, I think, well, Venice I think is sinking. Yeah, I think I think it's sad just because um I think it's sad, sorry. Um I hope they get help and I hope that other Caribbean islands pitch in, especially the ones that have money, like Trinidad yeah. and Barbados specifically, that have money, that have lots of money. Trinidad and Barbados should definitely send over some help. And I think I know a lot of people I know have started like barrels. If you're Caribbean, you know about barrels and they've been sending those over. I know the Instagram pages have been talking about that. Different Caribbean comedians and Caribbean actors and just Caribbeans who are in notable uh, places in the world have been sending over barrels. And I know there's a there's a barrel drop in Toronto that people have been sending it over there too as well. So there's a huge St. Lucian community here, St. Vincent community here as well. Our boy Andrew's gonna kill me for that one. But um, no, I think, <laughs> I hope everybody helps out the Vincenzians. Like I really Thanks. hope so. I really wanna see them get back on. I can imagine the rebuilding that they're going to have to do when all of that is over, right? Look how long, it, like, and New York City didn't take that long to rebuild because it's New York City, but right? But that but, ash from the volcano, can't that become really toxic? I don't. From you inhaling it? I, I, I don't think inhaling volcano ash is a hell. I would assume so. I would assume so. I'm assuming assume that could be just, really bad. I just don't know like, to confirm, but I would I feel like so. the air quality is going to be a little messed up for a bit. Yeah, man. Everybody uh, pray for St. Vincent. If you know a St. Vincent person, check in with them. They may have family over there. If you know anyone that has family in St. Vincent, check in with them. Um, if prayer is not your thing, just send positive vibes to St. Vincent. If yeah. you have some money, um, send over things that are going to be needed, right? Uh, toilet paper, pampers, uh, perishable foods, uh, non-perishable food, non-perishable food, sorry, uh, water, just because their, their water reserve was right underneath that. Right. So exactly. Sure and it's really probably very now. messed up or contaminated so, and they can't have it. They can't use it. I remember watching geography now when they were saying about how St. Vincent sometimes has to get water from the other grenadines, right? So it's like, because the water on the main island, it after a while, it's not there, right? So I just, yeah, people, uh, let's, let's really think about St. Vincent. I know for Caribbean people, we are. I know for people outside of the Caribbean who probably don't know about St. Vincent, 
I know it's I see it on the news because I'm attached to a bunch of Caribbean um, Instagram pages and Caribbean people in general. But I'm pretty sure if you're not tied to anybody Caribbean, you have no clue what the fuck is happening. Right. And I wish it was more on the news um, was being covered. I wish you were covering it a bit more. I wish it was more of a, of a global issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because St. Vincent's really going to need some help to get to get back on their feet, especially that town where that is. And then, yeah, so. It's really scary, actually. It really, it really is, man. It really is. But uh, we got some fuckery before we end off here, man. So, okay, let's 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 do Paul Pierce first. Save that for the end. Let's do Paul Pierce first. So, Paul Pierce is a very notable NBA All Star player. He had his career in the late '90s and in the early 2000s. Came into the he came in with with the Kobe generation, the Kobe and Iverson generation. Uh, he was on the Celtics, very prominent player. Now, Paul Pierce uh, retired, and he is an anchor on ESPN, uh, which is owned by Disney. Paul Pierce is also in his like late 40s, early 50s, I believe late, I think he's 48, 47. And Paul Pierce decided to come out with a video on Instagram with him on his selfie phone showing two girls twerking in the background and he has some friends with him and somebody asked him don't you have a wife and he said he doesn't have a wife so i'm guessing this was his divorce breakout party i'm guessing he was in his emotions and he was out there they were in a house so it looks like they paid for these girls and they were doing their thing i'm pretty sure whatever else happened after happened after now my thing is this i'm not mad at what paul pierce did okay if, if this is the way you want to handle your breakup you're free to do it some people might say it's immature, but it's, it's your life. Do what you want to do. Yeah. My thing is, as a 50 or whatever, let's say 50-year-old man, you should know better. You're not from the generation where they got to put everything on social media. I'm not mad at what he did. I'm mad that he put it on social media. I just don't get it. Like, you you don't even come from that generation. Like, who who do you want validation from? I guess he wanted people to know that he's living his life or he wanted his wife to know he's living his life, his ex-wife. I get that. I, it comes from a place of, you know, immaturity and bitterness, but I get it. But what I'm saying is you are no longer in the NBA. I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce has money. I'm not saying he doesn't have money. But for a lot of these NBA players, they want the job that Paul Pierce has because it's a steady check. They're living a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle. They've lived in the NBA, and they want to ma- maintain that to the day they die, at least, right? So some of them, like Shaq, have invested in so many businesses. Shaq don't got to do shit for the rest of his life, but he's also— Shaq um, was smart with his money. But a lot of them didn't, right? And you hear these stories again and again, right? Um, some people have created a podcast and that's been successful for them. And I think Disney was paying him. And I think it's not even because of Disney, but any company, why would you take a picture like that and put it up online? Like, I just think it was stupid because of his age. I could see if he was like a young boy and he was 23 and he did this and he had like a sponsorship with like Sprite and he lost it. I get that. It's whatever. Young boy going to young boy shit. But you're a grown man. You have kids. You have a family to feed. Like I'm pretty sure they're being fed, but I'm just like I, I just don't get it. I don't get. Neither why do I. Doing. It was om- it's almost as if that he was like living, thinking that he was a part of this generation where everything needs to be posted online. Because if it's not posted, it didn't happen. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Old man he was, he was young. He was and foolish. Disney and ESPN fired at us. Yeah. And people, people are people are making up their own narratives, and which could be true about like, oh, maybe he knew he was. Maybe he he was already leaving, so he didn't care. But it's like, if you were if leaving, already, you wouldn't get fired. Mind you, if he was already leaving, then he would have announced the other opportunity. It's been that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't days. have been fired. I don't hear the other opportunity. Um, but even if you are leaving, why burn the bridge? Right, you're a grown man again. Exactly. 
why but i think this is coming from a lot of people who are young who think when i leave a job i just curse everybody out like i've always said i was good i've never actually done that shit in my life i just said i, was I would never do when i was younger working retail i think i left one or two jobs i just didn't show up <laughs> they just called <laughs> me. i was like i quit i had i think i, I, did, I did at mcdonald's i did at mcdonald's and i did that at like um I don't know. I think I worked at the Gap. I just didn't oh my show gosh, up. really? Yeah, this no, because I I got another job, and then I just yeah, didn't but you show just up. you just didn't show up, so they just that's hilarious. It was, it was Toys R Us. It was McDonald's oh and Toys R Us. I hated Toys R Us, but I was young, right? I wouldn't do that now, but I just I don't it doesn't, know. Um, it's just it's just it's kind of stupid what he did. I personally don't really understand why he did I it. I don't get. I don't it. think that he actually thought that he'd suffer any type of repercussions, <laughs> to be honest. But I guess to each his own and their poor decisions. Stupid, stupid. I immediately do not get it. And the last thing you sent doesn't make any sense to me. Like, where did you get this stat from? So, okay. No, no. How are you telling me that forty-six percent of Americans want The Rock as their president? Where are you getting this stat from? Explain this to me. I heard this on more than one podcast. I heard this on the Brilliant Idiots. I heard on the Breakfast Club, and I was like, Nah, this gotta be some bullshit, bro. Then I Googled it, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I was like, Is this a real thing? And then I, from what I understand, there was some sort of like poting vole that went out. I'm sure it's not 46% of the entire country, but I'm guessing it's a large portion that they've exaggerated. But people do want The Rock to be the next president of the United States. And I just want to say this. You guys already had a celebrity as your commander in chief. If you didn't learn, you know what? Some people have to feel twice to learn, so I get it. Um, I'm not saying The Rock is Donald Trump, no means necessary. I'm pretty sure The Rock is going to be democratic and I'm pretty sure he's not going to have these ideals. But what what Donald Trump was actually, you know what, let me not even touch that. I just think that we need to get back to a point where our presidential candidates are people who have, who are academically inclined and who have held some sort of house and party prior. On a smaller well, scale. some people who run I for think. office have been either lawyers, they have been judges, they have worked I in the legal system. Client. Exactly. So they actually like when I honestly think that people governors. who can that's what I'm trying to say. Like I think that people who actually do this should have some form of a background, like you said, because think- honestly, if you don't, the types of decisions and conversations that go on for this job, Bro. no. It's 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 to the it's point. It's like saying I'm gonna like, push the button and blow it up because I can. Like <laughs> what makes me mad is that like this started with Obama, and it started because Obama was the first celebrity, was the first president who was also a celebrity. Not not because of him, just because he was black. Like celebrities before. Yeah, but it's not like black. he it's not like he went into politics because he was black and exactly. famous. Like he actually because, was just because, into politics. Because he was black and good, he became the first celebrity because all the celebrities in liberal Hollywood started to endorse Obama. You had the Will I Am song with Justin Timberlake. They all started endorsing Obama, so therefore he became a celebrity to them. Then on top of that, I think Obama was the first Obama was the first president who started going on like major talk shows. So before that, mm-hmm. the president would do that shit when he office but then obama went on ellen and went on late nights and did like he wasn't the first like bill clinton went on um our senior hall but mm-hmm. obama did, did like a whole spread like it was ellen it was this it was yes. this. Like, he was going everywhere right which most of you wouldn't see that so i guess you could say he made himself a celebrity in that way or he was capitalizing off his hood to get more mm-hmm. popularity that way and i'm not mad at that you gotta do what you gotta do but now i feel like we've twisted this to the point where it's like we want a celebrity i've heard oprah 
Uh, people have called Oprah out to do it. She has said no, thank God. I've heard people ask Kanye, and Kanye has jumped at this bullshit for so long. And I'm just like, bro, like, the reason don't. why I'm saying this is because it's like, I understand that we live in a celebrity culture-driven era, and everything mm-hmm. we've talked about is It's just like, when you're looking at somebody who's going to manage the country, the person Mm -hmm. is not exactly making all the decisions. He has a team that's making the decision. They're explaining it to him, and he makes the final decision, or he's the figurehead of the party that's making the decisions, at least, right? But it's just like, if you want The Rock next to presidents from other countries in rooms carrying on conversations about national security and trade and foreign governments, you gotta be fucking crazy, bro. And if you want that for Kanye, if you want that for Oprah, like, stop it. Let's you don't think, I think that's crazy to do. Who has done this on a smaller scale. If you've been a governor, if you've been a politician of any kind, you know how to deal with other politicians in the room. You, mm-hmm. may, you, you may have been a mayor or a governor of a state or a district, and you've had to deal with mayors and states of other districts to get things passed to help your people. If you're a celebrity, you've never done this. Like your whole your, your whole life, or at least your celebrity adult life, you've been put on a pedestal and people just lean on every word you say. So you have an inflated ego where you believe <laughs> that you can now go to other countries and you think leaders are going to sit down and respect you. Listen, the, it's not the fact that these leaders didn't respect Trump because he was a complete jackass. They didn't respect him because that is true. But they also didn't respect Trump because he didn't come from the same cloth. He didn't come up in the same environment. And I'm not talking about wealthy, rich people who become, who are able to get these these degrees and able to get into these mm-hmm. positions and therefore become president. What I'm saying is, if you are working at your job and you started off at the bottom and you have trained and you've worked and you've got to the top where you're now an executive and everybody else did did it the exact same way. And then, and mind you, you got your education, but you still have to go from the bottom. That was the company mandate. No matter what education you have, you have to go from the bottom to the top, work up. And then you have somebody who comes in who has no knowledge of the industry, no knowledge of the product, no knowledge of the company. And just comes in, they, 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 they don't have the degree stated in the job description nor the experience. And they come in and not only do they get a job, madness. but they become the owner of the company. It would be nonsense. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make people any sense why... right now in their in their offices about people who get hired who don't have the necessary degree or job experience. But you're okay with it when it's the president of the country? Apparently so. That's just my POV on that. I just it's madness, but people need to uh, stop inflating these celebrities' egos for them to think that they can actually do this. Just agreed. Stop. stop. When you told me that, I just started laughing because I said, "There's no way this is friggin' true." And then when you said it, I was like, "Oh wait, it's real!" <laughs> I was like, "What?" I, I hope it doesn't happen, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's up. Uh, but that's another episode done. How long was that? I have no idea, but that's all right. As usual, guys, don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you're listening to this on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to rate this podcast because we always love it and also share it. And yeah, we will come at you with another one. See you later, guys. Later.